Now we're live? I, for one, want to express outrage at that Kellyanne Conway woman not just putting her feet up on that couch, but being the only woman in the room having her feet up on the couch. Do you think it was a sexual posturing thing? I don't know. It, you know, there's a, a lot, lot of men, men in the room. room. Yeah. A lot She's of men like, in the room. Look, yeah. my, I'm in a weird position. <laughs> yeah, it could um, just be instinct. Yeah, look know? at her. Look at her. All oh, those yeah. dudes are staring. A lot of black dudes. Is that yeah. the Black Caucus? Wow. Black College? Is this a leaders of the black? Yeah. Historically, black colleges and universities. Oh. Wow. And look at her. Do you think that that's what's going on there? I think I she's... feel that's very sexual. I th yeah. I mean, it looks sexual. Dude, she's got the vagina curtain thing going on. She's got her legs spread. Yeah. She's looking at her phone, maybe pictures of dicks. Yeah. Hmm, <laughs> another dick. Hmm. She's actually on <laughs> Tinder, which is weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's swiping everyone right. Yes. Yeah. Come get some. There's yeah. so many great memes about this. I know. Like, uh, I saw one of them that was uh, in quotes, what is a train? Question <laughs> mark. <laughs> Fantastic. That's fantastic. We live in a fucking dream, man. <clears throat> we really do. This is so... To see Donald Trump smiling... Like, if you, like, knocked me over the head 10 years ago and put me in a coma and then woke me up today and then, and then I was like, well, what's going on? Who's the president? And you're like, well, check this out. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like... You remember that scene in Back to the Future? When he's like, who's the president in 1985? <laughs> right. Ronald Reagan, the actor, you know? That's exactly what it's like. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It's that crazy. picture, put that picture back up. I can't There's so much it. going on there. No one's ever done that before. And you know, like, before this, he's like, we got to do a photo with the blacks. You know, like, he's like, those are the kind of things he says. We got to get more images of the blacks out with me. Because every this time is really he takes important. A, really important. Every time he takes a photo into the Oval Office, it's like, you know, 12... White guys. So, I wish I could do an impression of him. I mean, yeah, there's a lot. Of, yeah, I, I just, yeah, to me, it's just it's talk like a. Like, I can't though. I don't. I, my voice doesn't make that noise. Like whatever noise his, yeah, he's, his voice it's makes. It's very like it's kind of yeah. gravelly or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Very bad things. Yeah. Bad things. Sad. Very bad. Sad. That sad thing. <laughs> it's hilarious the the word sad after tweets because fucking everybody's doing it it's now. It's so funny though. The internet is funny, man. Like, the internet, the internet, you have to, like, I, I always look at comedy like music, you know, and I always say, like, like, I know how to do, I know how to play acoustic guitar, which is, like, stand-up, you know what I mean? And I know how to, like, write, I've written for TV shows, that's, like, playing the piano. Instagram, Twitter, like, it's, a, it's like, that's, like, the saxophone, man, and I'm, like, I'm trying to learn the music, but it's funny, man. Like, it's a people, new kind of comedy. Yeah, and yeah. people are good at it. Like, yeah. some people are just good at it, and like you said, you see a meme every now and then. Like, I, my girlfriend sometimes will be in the, uh, you know, like whatever it's you know in the bedroom or something, and I'm here hysterically laughing, <laughs> and I come in and she just shows me, and I'm like, that you know what, that's pretty funny, you know, and it's yeah. just a still image with three words on it, and it just works. Well, you know? memes are a new form of comedy, like yeah. these images with text attached to the image. That's just so perfect. Totally, and there's yeah. a way to do it, and and there's a way not to do it because you can't be meta about it. You can't be like, oh. uh you know, I, you you have to like embrace it. You can't think you're above it. Like you can't mm. go like, oh, here's my meme. My meme's about how memes are stupid. It's like, nah, nah fuck you. you no, everybody meme, hates you. Memes are awesome. Yeah, they're great. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you just have to embrace it and go like, nah, that's a funny form of comedy that I need There's to figure out. There's a lot of out. thievery going on with memes too. Oh yeah. You know, a lot of people like that fat Jewish guy that just take everybody else's memes and he doesn't even like put repost. He just puts their name in it. Like that's enough. Yeah. Like he puts their name somewhere in the in he, the post. Yeah, he's one of those dudes where. I don't know anything about him, but 
it just, it's hard to like them. Not interested. It's hard to like them. And I've heard people interested. be like, oh man, I was at a party, the fat Jewish was there. I'm like, you should mm. stop this story right yeah. now because just, there's nothing about this that's interesting to me. It just, for too long, he was doing what he knows is wrong. Mm-hmm. And then he started just adding people's names to the memes. But yeah. it doesn't like, if I repost somebody's stuff, I write, re, I put the repost thing. I yeah. use repost. Mm-hmm. So everybody knows. It says in the first letters, repost. Right. So, okay, this is Rory's tweet. Yep. He put it, or this is, you know, Rory's Instagram post. He's not doing that. Nope. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, there's a funky thing. But also, I got to be honest, I've been sent some things. I don't know where the fuck they came from. And I put it up just because I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I didn't try to say it was mine. And I'm not making a living off of doing that. I just wanted to share something that's funny. Yeah, but you can do that and go, I don't know where this came from, but it's really funny. It is. Yeah. But it's weird because somebody must have made it. And yeah. how the fuck do you find who made it? I don't know. I mean, I, I've only made one Instagram thing that like did okay, which was uh, <laughs> it was a picture of um, Ivanka Trump in that silver dress, and uh, I was like, oh, right when she released it, I was like, oh, I got to do something about this, and I said to my girlfriend, I go, what does this look like? She's like a Chipotle burrito, so I found like a <laughs> I found a Chipotle burrito wrapped in tinfoil, and I and I was like, who wore it better? And it did really. It was like the only time I did something on Instagram because a lot of times I put a joke on Instagram. I'm like, get ready, internet. I'm about to break you, and then nobody likes Nothing. it. But that one, but that one, I actually saw other people posting without crediting me, and I was like, eh, what do you? I mean, and you, right. know, you, you don't really. Yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> that dress is ridiculous. I mean, it looks like it looks just like she looks like a burrito. He's an know? odd looking fellow too. There's yeah. something about the man. The what is his name? Jared Kushner. Jared is his Kushner. Name? Yeah. There's something about him where I'm like, wow, this guy's like. He's like a character in a Kubrick movie or something. Yeah, he to me is like, like you know, I'm a New York Italian Jew, but I grew up with dudes like Jared Kushner. But he's like the rich version of where I grew up. Like, he's like a, like a, a rich Jewish kid from the city who mm. like went to a private school and then like got in that world. And yeah. now he's now he's like running the country. <laughs> I well, feel like I could have gone to camp with him. I mean, you know? he really is running the yeah. country. He's yeah. one of the guys. He's yeah. one of the main people. Yeah, it's... but I don't know. Then I read stuff that like you know him. He he doesn't have as much say. As one might hope, and oh, well, you know, Steve would Bannon imagine. would have, yeah, yeah, a little bit more, yeah. I mean, I would imagine the big boss is the dad, and then Bannon, it's Trump, and then Bannon, yeah. yeah. But he's doing Trump's bidding. I mean, he's, it's he's the brother-in-law, the the son-in-law. Yep. He's got a he's got a big part. He does. Look at that dork. Yeah, it's crazy. That dork's got a big part at running the country. He sure does. He fucking scored though. He Congratulations, did. sir. Yeah. You made out well. He yeah, he stepped in a big pile of shit there. She's hot as fuck too. Yeah, she God. is. I bet she's probably Good I bet she's Lord. probably pretty cool, reasonable person too. She seems like it. Her, you know? She seems like it. I she think hasn't she's stepped probably, in shit. I think she's probably a little bit like what's going on. I, I feel the same way about Melania. I think Melania is like I did not sign up to be the first lady. Yeah, well, That's, she's not even doing it. Yeah, she's not. Except for that one day she read the Lord's Prayer off of a piece of paper. <laughs> oh, well, how about the one day she plagiarized Michelle Obama's speech? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the thing when, when I saw her reading the Lord's Prayer. Yeah, I'm sure it's out there, but like my instinct was like, did, did, did she think Michelle Obama wrote the Lord's Prayer? Is that what she's reading? <laughs> Is that what she's reading? But I'm sure but, that, that joke was made a thousand times. But let's be honest. Michelle Obama probably didn't write that speech either. It's no, probably a speechwriter. No, 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 no. No, yeah. absolutely not. But I, I do think that... If you're going to steal from a first lady, do it from one from like, you know, 50 right. years ago. Don't do it to one who's still first lady. <laughs> well, do you remember when Joe Biden got caught for stealing Kennedy speeches? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that, was, that was surprising to me when everyone started talking about, oh, Biden. Like, everyone got so excited Biden might run for president. And I was like, 
Am I the only one who's been like paying attention to Joe Biden? I mean, yeah. like, he's constantly doing those Trump things. He's the guy who's like, hey, get up, get, come on, stand up. And he's the guy's weird. in a wheelchair. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Like, oh. He's like such a buffoon, oh. you know? <laughs> he's an odd guy. Yeah. And the, the memes about him were fucking genius. The Joe Biden oh memes at the end of the term. The, uh, the, the goodbye memes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's funny, you know? That's when I, 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 for me, it was like, you know, The Daily Show. <laughs> When I used to be at The Daily Show, it was like we were doing stuff, and it always felt like we were the fastest ones doing it. Now, that with memes and stuff, you're going... They're instantaneous. Yeah, it's, you it's, have a broadcast time. There's no way you can keep up. There's no way you can keep up, Yeah, man. I mean, uh, it, it's it's an, um, the speed by which things are launched and are good. That's yeah. the thing. They're not crappy. Like, the mock-ups are funny, and the graphics are funny, and, like, people are doing... Like, I don't know how fast people are editing photos on their phone or, like, Photoshop, but... Instantaneously. Well, they happen during podcasts. While we're doing podcasts, someone will make a meme about something said on the podcast, on the podcast. and it'll be up before the podcast is over. Yeah, for me, the the moment, uh, well, for me, like it was the summer. I was at the nightly show, and I and I started to go. We're in a little bit of trouble here. It was when uh, that dude was climbing Trump Tower on the suction cups. Oh yeah, you know, and it was I like about that. Yeah, it was like five o'clock. And we tape it like six. We did tape at six. And uh, so we were rewriting that night's show. And I made a little joke just to one of the researchers about the suction cup dude. Like, what's he climbing? Michael Phelps back? Because it was the Olympics and Phelps was getting suction oh, cup. Right, yeah, right, just right. a stu- stupid joke, but the kind of thing for a late night show. Top of show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Before we get started, take a look at this. Show the dude and go, can we widen out on that? And then you see him climbing Phelps back. I said that, went back into the rewrite room, opened Twitter. That joke had not only been made, the graphics were impeccable. And... They've been retweeted like 60,000 times, and the dude was already, he was still on the tower. Well, here's like the thing. It's that fast, and that's I when I'm like, we're in, we're in trouble. This show's in trouble. Comedy yeah. writers and comedians as well like to think that they're the only ones who are funny. It's almost like you're a neurosurgeon <clears throat> or yeah. a race car like mechanic. you have some skill that you, yeah. like no one else has. Absolutely. People are funny. There's fucking funny people that are dentists. There's funny people. Like, one of the funniest people I've ever met in my fucking life is my former boss, Dave Dolan. He was a private investigator. The dude was fucking hilarious. And yeah. I, his cousin was Bill Downs, who owned the Comedy Connection in Boston. Wow. And uh, when I was working for him, he, he lost his license from drinking and driving, and he needed a, uh, a, a an assistant, in quotes. Who, who did? Basically, I was a driver. Bill, this guy, my uh, oh, the my former boss. I thought you meant the, no, 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 not the, the PI. The PI. Oh, the PI. The PI okay. lost his license, and so I started working for him. And we would get it. We'd have to get up at like five o'clock in the morning, and and like show up at people's houses to catch them working when they were supposed so to be on insurance. So you were like you were doing like a PI assistant yes. work. Yes. How was yes. that not a TV show? Joe Rogan, PI assistant. You know. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Maybe it could be. I'm not yeah. gonna do it though. So steal the idea. Yeah. Anybody's listening. Yeah, there you go. But this guy was fucking hilarious. He just had a comics mind. He would just like start talking about, look at this scumbag. You know what the fuck he's doing. So he starts saying crazy shit. Like, just really, narrating life. Yeah, really yeah. hilarious. I mean, I would be crying, like tears rolling down my eyes, laughing and thinking like, I'm the one who's a fucking comedian and this, my boss is way funnier than me. Yeah, all the guys I grew up with are fun. I mean, I, like, I grew up in a, like with funny people. Like some of my friends are very, very funny. Uh... But they just didn't, you know, who the hell thinks to do this, like right. do stand-up? I, that's what people ask me. that when They say, what's the hardest thing about doing stand-up? I'm like, it's admitting you're an asshole. It's like, 
You know what I mean? Like you, like if you walked into a party and it was full of people and they were all hanging out, you were like, "Hey, quiet down, everybody! I got funny shit to say." They'd be like, "Who brought the asshole?" Then you're right. like, "Wait, I'm not done. Not only do I not want you to talk, I want you to pay me for my thoughts and ideas. And put a light on me, and make yeah, my voice louder, and make my than voice louder. And if you talk, I'm going to be an asshole about it to you because I, it's my. But it, it's the, the whole impulse to do that is very much like not only do I think I'm funny, I think I can like. You know, and, and you know, and then every now and then you meet a comedian who who wasn't funny when they were growing up, and then you're yeah. like, "What were you thinking?" You know? Yeah, how'd <laughs> like, you do the this? only reason I did this is because I always I was like, like if I was good at baseball, I would have been I would have tried baseball. But some guys are just funny, and then they just become accountants. Well, everybody said something funny at one point in their life, and one of the weird things about being a comedian is it it's it's a special skill that doesn't look like it's a special skill. Like if I walked up to somebody who's like uh, ma you know making a making this sculpture or something like that i'd be like oh wow how are you doing that like what are you using oh wow what tools like how you like what, what how do you start it like what do you, do you map it out on paper like how do you do it like it would be confusing to me right you know i'd want to know like what's the process if i see a guy go on stage and start talking i go well i can fucking do that mm -hmm. that guy's just standing there yep. like literally standing he's not cirque du soleil and he's not juggling yeah he doesn't have a hula hoop yeah. on his neck <laughs> he doesn't have a poodle with there's plates no, there's no spitting <laughs> fire like gene simmons <laughs> yeah everything seems really no straightforward skills. yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so it's one of the things that's so deceptive about it. Yeah. And then you you watch someone who's like really good at it, who's got like, and it's like, well, that seems so effortless. That yeah. This guy's up there killing like this. Yeah, but it's it's like it's the years. The, I, I always feel like the years of it, or 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 being on stage. It's like it's like you have to become as close to you as you can be in yeah. front of a group of people in Bunch of with a microphone. Yeah, and and you're everything. I, you know, I I always found in the beginning the hardest stuff about it was. You don't realize like how much superhuman hearing and stuff you have when you're on stage. It's all these things like, you know, it's like uh, I'm, I'm, I was trying to think of the analogy. It's like when, when like like you never see like a movie where someone discovers they have superpowers, but they're overwhelming. Like it's like that. It's like you certain get on stage and you hear like a fork drop in the back of the room, stuff nobody else is hearing. And when you're a rookie, you're like, hey, hold on to your fork. And people are like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like only you hear it. You know, hey, hey, sneezy. People are like, did a guy sneeze? I'm not, I'm watching you. Right. So it's like you learn. But that, that for me in the beginning was like an issue. Like I was, I remember like emceeing clubs and like thinking I was like being sharp, you know, and people being like, we didn't, we did not experience that same sensation you experienced because well, learning how to relax, yeah, like, learning how to actually be yourself in front of all those people. Like it's fascinating to me. Like I have a buddy of mine who's uh, thinking about doing stand up now and I've known him forever and he's been like working on his, his act. And he's how old to, is he? 39, he's 40. And he's yeah. going for the first time. That's, yeah. I mean, he's yeah. not, it's Tate, you know, Tate Fletcher. He's a successful actor. He does like oh, a lot of movies. Right. He's, he's in everything. He's in John Wick. Every time I see him, he's in a movie getting shot. Yeah. He's in a, a ton of movies, right? If he's in John Wick, he's getting shot in the head. Yeah. Yeah. He got, he got <laughs> I think I stabbed too. I don't know. <laughs> he got killed in Jurassic Park. I think he got killed by dinosaurs, but nice. he's always getting killed. But the point is, he was in Westworld. He got killed by, a, he killed himself with a rock, smashed himself in the head with oh, a rock. Oh, I know that, that guy. guy. Yeah. He's a good buddy of mine. Yeah. Uh, so he's been writing comedy. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why do this to yourself? He's like, I want to do it. I want to see if I can do it. Like, I'm like, oh god. And like, the, and then I'm I'm totally fascinated because the process of trying to figure out how to relax and like, ready, set, go, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tate Flesher. Yeah. And he gets up on stage. Yeah. Hi. Has, have you, has he done it yet? Or? No, he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. But it's going to be interesting to see because it's the, the the whole process of like learn like becoming so comfortable that you can relax while you're on stage in front of all those people. It's just to so me that's odd. what takes the time. It's it's yeah. the it's the uh, 
being comfortable. It, it, you know, it's like the Malcolm Gladwell thing. Of it takes 10,000 hours yeah. to master something. It's 10 years. It's like you got to be on stage a lot of hours to yeah. be yourself and be comfortable and not. And even, you know, and then when you watch yourself back, you, especially in the beginning, you don't realize you're doing stuff. I remember watching myself back early on and being like, Am I touching my nose the whole time? You know what I mean? Things like that. Oh, wait, why isn't anyone telling me I'm touching my nose? You know? And it's yeah. like, people must think I do coke. You know, I'm like, hey, guys, but they, I don't do coke. They probably do think yeah. you do but, coke, I mean, right? Back in the day. And, and, but I never did. I have never have. But it's like, those are the little nervous tics you develop, and you have to learn over time. Like, you just got to be you. You know, but now, it's hard. How are you, 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 you've transitioned from doing the Daily Show Well, don't to... say transition, Joe. It's 2017. People are just now going to think that oh, I'm becoming, see. you know. Yeah, it's a weird term now. You can't, you can't say transition. Right, the term's been co-opted. <laughs> you can't say transition. I'm, I'm mid-transition, right? Joe. You're on your journey? No, yeah. can't even say that. Like, mm -hmm. What kind of journey? A journey of sexual Sexual journey? experimentation. Sexual and and, 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 mm -hmm. and I'm not, you can't ask me about it because you're not supposed to. And right, you can't ask. You have to just accept. A lot of rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, okay. I was going to say something, but I don't Transition from... I was going to throw somebody under the bus, but no. there's no need to. Um... The, the the this this whole journey of like going from like you started off as a comic and then you worked for the Daily Show for so long yep. and you kind of missed comedy did comedy while you were doing it a little bit yeah like I did now, a half hour special when I was at the Daily Show but it was weak because I was putting working ninety five percent of my energy into the Daily Show yeah no, yeah but now you're out now you're fucking yeah, I well I left the Daily Show in like twenty thirteen. Last time I did your podcast, I was I was living out here and about to go back to do the nightly show, and the nightly show was, I said yes to that because I didn't want to produce anymore. I wanted to perform, but the deal for the nightly show was I got to be on it, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's the Larry Wilmore yeah, the show. Larry Wilmore show. Yeah. So I went back to at the time it was called the Minority Report, but then it became the nightly show because of Fox lawsuits. <laughs> and uh, why is that? What's the lawsuit? Because remember the Minority Report, the the Tom Cruise movie, which is like a Philip oh. K. Dick book, and like Fox had just bought. Oh, you said Fox. I automatically think Fox News. I, I no, well, associate parent Fo company. Fox, the parent company, should change their fucking name I agree. now. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Because you, like, even when you see it come up, you're like, oh, is this going to be like, partisan? I was working for the UFC, uh, still do, but I don't do the Fox things anymore. And when I was doing the Fox things, they were like, uh, oh, so you're, you're working on Fox now? What's that like? Are they like super right wing? I'm like, <laughs> That's no. so funny. No, it's fucking cage fighting, dude. I'm that's a cage a, fighting commentator. And, and yes, they are right wing. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that's not what this- I know, it's totally well, different. Fox didn't always used to be right wing. No. They're actually not, not everybody is right wing, but now there's a place where- it's weird. I've noticed with the uh, with Fox, where it's like if somebody they like the right likes says something anti-Trump, then they just want him off the network. Really? Like, yeah, like that, that happened twice. Shep Smith said something about Trump. He said something recently that was really yeah, good. Yeah, and people, yeah, but he went on a rant about him, yeah. and then people were like, it, I, "That's sort of my, my favorite thing that's happening right now." Is it, there's a group of people calling another group of people snowflakes for oversensitivity? Yeah. Which, I love I, that term. Yeah, which I think is very <laughs> funny, and I agree. There is a lot of snow. You can get in trouble right now for saying anything, and I'm sure, like, just this conversation, people are mad. But There's some fucking liberal guy on Twitter that was like, in all caps, stop calling people snowflakes. And you're like, well, now I want yeah. to do it more. It's it's yeah. tantamount to psychological torture oh for these young children. I'm like, gosh, oh, fucking please. snowflakes. I got, into I got into trouble with uh, when, when Trump won. Because they kept showing all this footage on the news of like grown men crying, <laughs> so I just said like I don't know, maybe I'm immature, but to me every time if I see a grown man crying on the news, like it's f not if he's crying because his kid died, right. just like if, like you lost the election and you're a grown man and you're crying, and so I made a joke about it like how I think that's funny every time. 
people got so mad. Oh, men can't cry. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like, of course, men can yeah, cry. Men they can just cry. can't cry over that pussy. Yeah, I don't know. It's like it, and people were like, oh, why? Why is it funny? Because it's a man. I'm like, yeah, I guess because he's crying over an election and he's a man. Like that's yeah. just, I don't know where I grew up. That's funny. It's still funny to me. People, well, it is funny because that's not a guy who can keep it together. Okay, yeah. this is not a national disaster. It might become a national sure, disaster. Sure, but it wasn't at the time. It was it's just a, a loss. It's He's certainly like, a moment for concern. Sure. But and I get it. And then people are like, well, what if what about, you know, gay men? And I go, yeah, I get it. A lot of people are scared they're gonna lose their rights. They're scared. I get it. And then, but I man, I got scolded just for a grown man crying is funny to me. Not a, like I'm like, I guess it's not. I don't know. It's there's so many people making Well, the grown man crying is not funny. What's funny is a grown man crying when he shouldn't be crying. Yeah. That's yeah. what's funny. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and it's you know it's it's like there's still an instinct. You still have like a kind of a knee jerk instinct to things sometimes that just makes you laugh. And then yeah. if you share that feeling at the at the wrong time, on you're Twitter, immature. Yeah, and then guilty is the, charged. And then the flip side is uh, <clears throat> is the right man. Like they're they're calling everybody snowflakes, and then. You say one thing that they don't want to hear and they want you off Fox News. Talk about snowflakes. Yeah. They're like, why is Shep Smith? He should go with Megyn Kelly to M and the lamestream NBC. And you're going, mm, aren't you? A, doesn't, that make you a, <laughs> doesn't that make you a snowflake now? And yeah. then same thing happened with Chris Wallace. Shepard Chris Smith Wallace did that interview map. with Rents Priebus and people were like, get him out of here. Oh, really? Yeah, Chris Wallace is, you know, his dad was Mike Wallace. He's actually a journalist. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Well, it's a weird time when you see journalists getting excluded from press gaggles. When you get yeah. the New York Times and uh, who else was it? It was New LA York Times, Times, LA Times, and then there was another big one. Oh, uh, CNN. CNN. Fuck the fuck, man. Fucking CNN. What the fuck? I know. You remember when Obama was considering removing Fox News from something? Because Fox News is essentially propaganda. If you listen to Sean Hannity... I, I've heard Sean Hannity is a wonderful man. I've heard he's a really nice guy when you meet him. Mm -hmm. But that motherfucker is spewing straight hot propaganda. Yeah. He was the best point man after the grab my pussy shit came up. Yep. He was the best because he just went fucking straight to Benghazi. He went straight to the email scandal and he fucking hammered it constantly mm -hmm. to the point where, you know, uh, locker room talk aside, you certainly, we could certainly say that was inappropriate, but yep. let's get to the facts here. Let's get to what's important yep. and just bam, bam, yeah, he's bam. An he's a big Trump ally. Oh, I mean, but he's it's, good. It's, it's he's a, good at what he does. Yeah, he is very good at what he yeah. does. But it, I mean, when that was going on w against Obama, they were like, look, why the fuck are we having these people even, why are we even pretending they're press? This is not journalism. These, this is a propaganda network. And then yeah. everybody was like, whoa, whoa. You remember it was like 2009? Yep. And Obama almost had them removed, but people protested. He's like, all right, fine. Not Trump. Yep. No. He's like, not only that, I'm not even going to the press correspondence dinner. I fuck know. you. That, that to me is, you talk about being a <laughs> pussy, dude. Like you're, like you're scared to get, you're scared to get made, that's him get, being scared yes. to get made fun of. That's and exactly I was thinking the whole time, I'm like, oh, what comedian gets to do that? That's a great gig. Fuck that gig. That guy will go after you. Well, that's yeah, the that's difference. That's, he, he, the problem is you make fun of that dude, and then like you're, all of a sudden like you have like... You're getting audited. You know? yes. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Well, about more that. than audited, man. More than audited. They'll probably search your emails and yeah. find some incriminating shit that you might have did when you were in high school. Yeah, but <laughs> but then part but then part of me is like kind of worth it to get stand up kind of the, kind of stand up on the stage next to Trump and just be like, dude, come on. Yeah, but well, you would definitely get mad press for doing it. Well, yeah, but you, yeah, he would he would go. I I, I don't know. He I, doesn't handle it well. Do you remember when Obama was roasting him? And he just st sat there, and he had oh, this like dead fucked up look him. in his face. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's 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 a weird time, man. It's that a was weird like time. when Obama said, uh, "We have video of my actual birth for the first time. We're going to release this." <laughs> and they go to the Lion King. Do you yes. Remember the Lion King cartoon? Yep. That was hilarious. Yeah, Obama was fucking good at that. 
Obama was, really was pretty fun. funny. He was a funny I mean, he's dude. a funny president. Yeah. You mean, I, I just, I still, to this day, I think that he's probably, as far as like, as a human being, not, not as like, I hate presidential speeches because I hate, I hate that whole political talk. I hate the way people talk. I know. Like, they're not a real person. And he is like the king of the pause, yeah, man. The, the big fake, Jesus stupid. Christ, it's like a forty-five pause. second pause. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just good at that kind of shit, and there's a thing to that. I don't particularly like that, but I get it. But I mean, as far as like being like a representative of the country, the guy was intelligent, well-read. Forget his policies aside. There's something about who the guy who is in charge is, what it says about the rest of us. And what it says about the rest of us now is that we're a disorganized mess. Yeah. And that's really what it says. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely a... Uh, I could tell you this, though. There, Trump is not wrong about CNN hating him. Like, he's not wrong. No, like, he's if not you wrong watched, at all. If you watch the election and everything leading up to the election, they did not like him. Even the, even the images they used of him. And they were pretty openly against him. Which I, and look, I, I work, like I said, I worked at The Daily Show. I watched a lot of CNN. I watched a lot of MSNBC. There's problems. I have problems with all of those cable news networks. Good for you, because you, I do, because, you, should. you and, should. And I really think that like the cult of personality media thing... My, my biggest issue with cable news is that they're in the same rating system as like the Big Bang Theory. You know what I'm saying? Like that's it, and it's like they're trying to get. Ah, that's so true. No, but they're trying to get numbers, man. That's all they're trying to do. That's so, so true. Like, obviously, the goal of Sean Hannity's show or or uh, AC360, any of these shows, is to get people to watch so they yes. can sell ad time because so they can make money. So that's my issue with it more than, you know, they're they, they, like a lot of them are bad at journalism. I mean, you know, I, I it's hard for me to forget things like Balloon Boy. When, like, we're at war in, like, Afghanistan and Iraq, and, like, a, they think a kid's stuck in a weather balloon, and we have, like, seven hours of coverage of a weather balloon floating down the street with a live chopper coverage. And then it turned out the kid was hiding. The dad was a prankster. Yeah, the it was dad a pr had done whatever. that before. Whatever. The point is, why, why did I have to watch that for four hours? You know what I'm saying? So it's like they're... If a shiny thing happens, they, they run towards the shiny thing. They do. Yes. They're, they're, they're immature. They're looking for ratings. They're looking to be the first. They never talk about... There's like Flint, Michigan. Right. What? When did? When's the last time? Like people there don't have water. Still. They, and they live in America. Still. But the media is not talking about it. Yeah. You know, they're talking right now about Kelly Conway putting her feet putting up her on the couch. Up, feet, feet Does up she on have the couch. shoes on? That's what I want to know. But it, you know, in, a, in other words, goddamn White House couch, bitch. So it's they get they get they get. <laughs> well, that's what people are mad about. They're like they're like that's disrespectful. Imagine if a guy was sitting like that. But you got to imagine they scotch guarded that like, shit. If you know? Obama was sitting like that on their couch, do you know how many gay rumors would come out about him? If Michelle Obama was yes. sitting like that anywhere, oh yeah, people the would be things so angry. people would say about the things people say about Michelle Obama, she has her shoes on. Oh, oh boy, that dirty that girl. is just un-American. Dog shit, bubble gum all over the fucking <laughs> yeah. White House couch. How dare you, lady? <coughs> Dog shit and bubble gum. There's a real problem with what the news is because it's not really the news. It's an entertainment show featuring events in the news. Right. And it's, they're 100% biased. There's no real journalism on television when it comes to TV news. P PBS, I yeah. feel like. Is pretty... Maybe, sort of. Uh, uh, they're, they're, they're super pretty, liberal. Yeah, but they're also very boring. Yeah. In other words, they're not trying to zazz you. Yeah. You know, they're like, here's what's happening. You well, know? that that's what we need, though. You need to be able to formulate your own opinions. And when you're being steered in one way or another, whether it's steered Always. by... Bill O'Reilly or steered by someone on the left. It's a, who the fuck is like a big reporter for CNN? I don't even know Anderson anybody. Anderson Cooper. That's Wolf, it. Wolf, Wolf Blitzer! 
Wolf Blitzer. I saw Wolf Blitzer the other day in Vegas. You did? I ran into him. I got Jesus intimidated. Christ. I was going to say hi, but I'm like, maybe he doesn't like me. He had, like four, he, had four, he had four hookers with him. He's <laughs> walking into the Bellagio. I wish he did. Um, I'd high five him. No, but Ask I think he wants to smoke a joint. The only thing I will say about Fox is like their opinion guys, O'Reilly, Hannity, they kind of have them under opinion. Yes. Right? Versus like Anderson Cooper is like news, you know? So it's like, it's like. He, but you know, do you think Anderson, I think Anderson Cooper, like my take on him is clearly he's very left wing, right? He's a gay guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's, uh, he's, yeah, he's, but. He's also a Vanderbilt. Oh, yeah, that's right. And he also worked for the CIA when he was in college. That I did not know. You did not know that? No. Yeah, yeah. There's a, the, the big concern is that Anderson Cooper is embedded CIA journalist. Yeah, that's the big CIA wow. conspiracy theory. You didn't know that? No, I did not know that. Well, I, I would imagine that once you work for the CIA, you're in the fucking CIA. Yeah, you know? I imagine you always have a little contact. Or yeah, I, I have a friend who used to be in the CIA, and I still consider him in the CIA. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know uh, another guy whose dad was in the CIA. His fucking dad's still in the CIA, essentially. Well, you figure you got to know a couple people yeah. over at the CIA. Like, I don't know, any, I don't have any CIA contacts. You know, it's like yeah. if you used to work there, you probably have a few. And this is a shitty uh, comparison, but if I left the UFC I'd still be with the UFC mm-hmm. you know what I mean like yeah. there's there's like there's this there, there's a, a giant bond that you've got to have with the fucking central intelligence agency yeah you know you don't fuck with those guys you don't fuck them over and if they call you you answer the goddamn phone <laughs> fuck yeah you do <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm still like, I, 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 that's why I really got weirded out when Trump was being so hard on the intelligence He's community. crazy I'm for like, that dude like I don't know man like all of those guys in the intelligence community like they're the reasons we're safe. And yes. when I say we're safe, I live in New York City, okay? So my attitude on terrorism is if you live in New York or a, a, a city, like, you know, I always take issue with people and I travel doing stand up and, you know, I make a joke about ISIS or something and people go, ooh, in small towns. But in big cities, they laugh. And I go, it's, it's amazing to me that, like, people in, like, Kentucky think that there's someone in a cave, like, we've got to get to Louisville. Like, it's not happening. You know what I mean? Like, so there's this weird thing that starts to happen where people are using... I keep seeing people post 9-11, like, the World Trade Center is on fire. go, this is why the Muslim ban makes sense. And I'm going, like, I was there, man. Like, you you can't just... You don't get to use that. Like, you... Like, there's something very odd to me about... um, about you like like everyone hates new york not everyone but like real america doesn't consider new york real but the terrorist attacks there were like it's it's a very odd thing that's happened in the country and right, it, i know what you're saying and it feels like, like divided in the sense of like we hate everything you guys are about but we'll use that thing that impacted your lives as a way to gain our Make that, our point. That's you know? hilarious what you're saying because you're saying we hate everything you're about. That sounds just like the terrorists. Right. That's but, true. So if you're talking yeah. about someone from like, you know, a very conservative part of the country saying we hate New York because New York is the liberal elite. Mm-hmm. And then you say, well, the terrorists you know, hate who New, else York hates too. New York too. Yeah. <laughs> you should be on the side of the terrorists, you fucks. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird. It right? is weird. And there is a there is a weird thing happening right now. But I do, I do feel like the country is divided to a point of like it. I, I don't know. We're well, not, I gotta be honest, it's man. Getting, it's not. It doesn't feel on the internet. It's bad. I got internet. my. I got my news a lot from the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. And when I would watch the Daily Show, and I'd see, I, I feel like John Stewart is a, obviously a very left leaning guy, but he's also a very smart guy and a very funny guy. And when he would talk about like events in the news and mock them and show clips and mock the clips, 
That to me is a way better version of what I would get. Like I can discern what's a joke. I can discern how he's making fun. But then I will also get the actual information of these events yeah. from him as well. That to me is a way better version of news entertainment than what fucking CNN is doing. Because what CNN is doing is having what what are essentially actors, like really boring people that are reading some stupid shit off a teleprompter. Like you take fucking Anderson Cooper away from the news. What who is Anderson Cooper? What are you, are you interesting, dude? You know, let's have him talk. Have him uh, give a speech somewhere. Have him talk to people. Have him have him do do a stand up routine. He's boring as shit. I bet. Yeah, you, I don't know. you know what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. if you're watching an entertainer give you the news, which is essentially what CNN's doing, right? Fucking John Stewart should be on CNN. Yeah, but then he'd have to like go to work every day. He didn't want to do that. <laughs> right? Is that what he's, his deal is? He doesn't want to work anymore. No, he. I mean, he doesn't want the, the Daily Show. After so many years, I mean, I was there for a long. I talked to John a lot. I think a lot of it is just the the feeling of like, you you know, doing a a talk show four nights a week every day, and and culling through all that news. Like we were giving people the little golden nuggets that happened throughout the day, but like we had to watch it. Like, you know, we were absorbing a lot of, like, radiation from all that stuff over the years. <laughs> and, like, you know, like, the closer you are to the radiation, the more, you know, your your hair gets gray and your soul hurts after a while. And I think for John, I mean, I I think him leaving when he left was a good way to do it. Did because, he just make a bunch of money and say, oh, that's it? No, it wasn't even the money. I think it was just he felt like, and he said it on the last show. I wasn't there for the, I mean, I, I'd stopped working there before he retired, but... I think he just got to a point where he said, like, I'm not doing this at the level I could do it at anymore. Therefore, someone else should do it. Like, I, I'm, I, he, was t he, was, he was just kind of, he did it, you know? And I think if he waited through this election, which people were like, oh, I wish he was still on. It's like, yeah, but now Trump would be in, and then everyone would be like, you can't quit now. Trump, you know, like, he'd be, he'd be stuck in it forever, you know? And I think mm. he just wanted to walk away, like, on the top, you know, like the way, you know, like a retire after a Super Bowl win kind of a, a thing. You know, people forget that he wasn't the original host. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, Kilborn was. Yeah, what yeah. happened to that guy? I don't know. I I, I never worked weird. there with Kilborn. I started like six months after John Stewart started, and uh, so I, I've heard a lot of like funny Kilborn stories. Like he was a good dude, and he was a really funny guy, but like definitely much more of a read the teleprompter. Yeah, p b b read what they put in the prompter, kind of do you know, yes. Ron, Ron Burgundy style. Yes. You know? Yeah, you know, fuck yourself, San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, great job <laughs> on the floor, everybody. You know? uh, yeah. John, when John came on, and he was like really a writer producer mind. There was definitely uh, like a sea change at the show of like the writers, the original writers going like, "What the hell, hey buddy, don't ruin our little show." And he was like, "I don't know if you understand how this is going to work." You know, there was a little mm. oh, bit. There of, was like a clash. A little bit. A like, little what, bit. What yeah. was their vision? That he was just going to read whatever they wrote? Yeah. Period. Yeah, but I he's think a, so. But he's a really funny comic. Why yeah. wouldn't they want him to contribute and make it funnier? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it worked out in his favor. I think his contributions ended up making the show pretty damn Obviously. good. Obviously. Yeah. yeah. But egos are a motherfucker, man. It's, yeah. a, it's always an odd thing. Yeah. And comedy know? writers are, like you said, there's definitely a thing with comedy writers where it's, we have this special, unique skill. And it yeah. is a skill. And it's hard. I, I, I've done it. I do it. Like, it's hard. But, right. you know. A lot of people are funny, you know, the internet to me taught me that like the internet was when it really became the internet the last 10 years like, oh yeah, like there's just some funny dudes who live in the middle of nowhere and they're as funny as anyone I've ever met. And they just never had access to this. They never had access to LA or TV or even knew how to, in their wildest dreams, how do you get into this business? It doesn't seem like- We don't have to anymore. Yeah. The, 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 the whole idea is just, just to yeah. get 
your message out or get your comedy out and you could just do that on Instagram now yep I was super lucky in that um, I was on a really unusual sitcom in news radio and not yeah. unusual in that it was funny but unusual in that Paul Sims who is the executive producers he had almost zero ego and so if Dave Foley came up with a funnier line or Steven Root came up with a funnier line, he's like, oh, yeah, go with that. Like instantaneously would drop whatever the old line was and go with their line. Yeah. So my whole take on comedy on television was poisoned like early on by their generosity and lack of ego. Yeah. So like when I would when we would do that show, like Dave Foley would rewrite whole fucking scenes when Dave we would Foley do run throughs. So genius. Yeah. Genius. Secret producer of that show in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, but they wanted him to do it. They're like, let's just make the best show we can. And everybody would contribute. So there was never any so I would do other things and when I would do other things and when someone would have a better line and the writers would go, Yeah, let's stick with the first one. I'm like, that line's way better. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, they don't, you don't want to try that line? Yeah. I was like, oh, there's some weird ego shit going on here where the writers didn't want to be replaced by some stand-up comic who was on it, you know. That, of course. You know, like then they're, then they're, some David Spade type character or whatever. They've, been, ren they've been rendered <clears throat> irrelevant at that yes, point. You know, exactly. Nobody wants somebody else to come in and do the thing they think that they need to be doing. Well, they want to protect their existence. But yeah. yeah, I mean, every show, like for me, at the Daily Show and then the Nightly Show, you know, I was running, I mean, I, I didn't start running the Daily Show, I started as a PA, but like, I ultimately, I ended up being the executive producer before I left. And same with the Nightly Show, my attitude with all of those shows was, all I cared about was the show being as good as it could be. Right. I don't care, I didn't really care where the idea came from, where the, like, the goal was every night the best show possible. Right. You know, now, how, what was your experience doing the nightly show? How long did you do it for? We did it. We were on, we were on the air for a year and a half. My experience there was awesome. I loved the people. What happened to the show? What, why they did it just not killed, work? I mean, I think it didn't work because, well, there's a lot of reasons I think it didn't work, but mainly it takes a talk show a while to figure out what it, what it is. Right. You know, and so the, if you watch the last six months of the show, we really like started nailing it. Like we really had something special and we figured it out. Like we got the groove down. We figured out what the what the acts were, what we the kind of stories we were tackling, and it, it, it takes that long. But in in figuring that out, you know, John Stewart left the Daily Show, so our lead in, and uh, you know, this is another new Trevor, but our lead in was now a new host of the show. So I think the audience gave us a chance, which any audience would when we first aired, and the show wasn't quite there yet, as no show is. But they gave us a chance. And then when John left, I think they had already given us our chance. So by the time we found the show, like meaning within the show, by the time we made it good and really figured out what it was, the audience was like, ah, oh, no, we already tried that show. We don't like it. And was now, like, oh, was no, it... come back now and try it because it's better now. You know, Was but, it a ratings issue? Yeah, ratings uh, ratings for both shows. I mean, late night's tough right now, man. And also, don't forget, like the nightly show was on at 1130. It replaced Colbert, but Colbert didn't go anywhere. He just went to a bigger show at 1130. So yeah. now you have like an unknown dude, Larry Wilmore, who's amazing, but he wasn't. What does he do? Uh, now he's just. No, a... what does he do? Is he a comic? Larry was a producer. He was a comic originally and a producer. He created the Bernie Mac show. He created. Oh. He, he's been producing and writing television. Like every show you've ever liked, he's behind, you know. So how did and he get behind the camera? Because what? he was on The Daily Show. He was our senior black correspondent. Oh, okay. So so he would come in like once a month and do like a thing about racial issues in America. I see. And then John really, Stewart really wanted to do a show about race because, you know, it, Ferguson was going on, all that stuff was happening. So he wanted to do a show that was more of a conversation about race, Minority Report. Larry's, mm. And it, when John called me, I was like, oh, that sounds funny. He goes, and I want you to be the token white guy. You know what I mean? Like, meaning I could be the, like, dude on the panel who's, 
you know, either playing the defensive role or the aggressive role in talking about some of this stuff. But it ended up being a lot more of a daily show kind of show. Like we had like much more of an act one, footage, news. Uh, we did a lot of sketches. Like for, for me, it was a great experience. I got like I have a reel now, you know, and my reel, it's on my website. It's like me. I, I was wearing mustaches. I was doing accents. <laughs> like I was playing. We, we started to infuse what for me was my f- dream of comedy, which was the Daily Show topics with the Conan O'Brien absurdity. So we would do stuff like, um, like one of my favorites was when that uh, San Bernardino shooting happened oh. and they were trying to get in that guy's phone. Larry noticed that everyone in the news was going, we got to get backdoor access, backdoor access, backdoor access, backdoor access. So we did a bit where I was a backdoor access expert, you know, and it was like just a creepy dude in a basement <laughs> with like a mustache and like a mesh shirt. And I was like, yeah, baby, you want to get in the back door, Larry? You can't come at it so hard, you know, and those kind of things. So we were talking about real issues and then playing it with like sketch. So it really got funny and good. But I think it, by the time it got funny and good, Comedy Central was like, ah, we got other problems. Are you yeah. happier now just doing stand-up? Yeah. Now, when I ran into you in Denver, which was a fucking fun night. Huh? That was fun, man. That was a fun night. Yeah. Uh, Rory was there the night that Chappelle showed up at my uh, late show on Friday <clears throat> night. And by the way, I was watching you so psyched because I knew we were going to go out afterwards and have some drinks and, and chat. And then Chappelle came in and at the Comedy Cellar in New York. Chappelle comes in a lot. But when he comes into the cellar, it's like, well... He'll be on stage for seven hours. You know what I mean? So really? I, oh yeah, he'll go on stage sometimes for like five hours, and um, five I'm, hours, five hours. Yeah, like like re- regularly. Not regularly, but it happens. Like to the <laughs> point where like some dude in the back is sweeping up. You know what I mean? That's it's like, crazy. Yeah, he's just on stage smoking butts, doing his stuff. But uh, so when he first got on stage, I'm like, oh no. I looked at my girlfriend. I go, we're never going out with Joe tonight. I'm like, we're gonna be watching Chappelle till <laughs> seven in the morning. You know? But he did. You know, he did his like what twenty minutes or something. It was cool. Yeah, he didn't do that much time. I mean, it was the end of the show. You know, it was late. <clears throat> I guess maybe you would assume that Denver people don't have the stamina that New York City people have. Yeah, I think so. When he does five hours, how many people are still there after five hours? I'm never there, so I couldn't tell you. I have to leave after like an hour. But uh, oh wow, he you know people will stay through the whole thing, but like not everybody, you know. It's so weird. Yeah, but he's I mean, he, no, he's I don't know. I could watch Chappelle forever. Yeah. like he, that guy's amazing. He's such a good dude. But too. Uh, he definitely like I, I, I've never really hung out with him. I've talked to him a bunch, but never hung out with him. And everyone's like, dude, hanging out with Chappelle's the best. And that night, I was like, I don't think he likes me very much. <laughs> Why is like, that? I don't know. We were just hanging out. We you didn't all, think he liked you? I just got this. When sense. we all went out? Yeah. No, I didn't. It, you know, it was one of those things where I'm like, every time I said, like, he definitely liked my girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, but he was, was he talking to her? No, not, not like in an aggressive way. I just meant like he was definitely like, I was like, so you ever really have that where you can't get a rhythm with someone? I was like, uh. you know, like I would be talking to him and I'd be like, all right, well, that, that, that story's not going to fly. Like, I had that. Like, I couldn't get like, uh, that's weird. That's your perception. That's interesting. Yeah, well, I didn't, my perception I didn't see is that generally speaking that nobody ever likes me. I'm, oh. I'm one of those dudes. See, yeah. my perception was it was a fun night. <clears throat> yeah, it we, was fun. we went bar hop. We went to these. I've been to Denver. That speakeasy fucking was crazy. Times. Yeah, we went to these places that you go down an alleyway, you pass a dumpster, you go through an unmarked door, <clears throat> and we're in this weird secret bar. And I'm like, what is this bar, man? Yeah, you know what it reminded me of? It was like it, that scene in Goodfellas. Yeah. Where he's like, you want some dresses, Karen? She's like, no, I'm okay, Jimmy. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's like, go ahead, go down a couple more garage doors, make yeah. a left. No, I'm okay, Jimmy. And then she just drives away. Right. That's what it was. Everyone was like, yeah, there's a bar. Just yeah. keep going and make a left. We're like, down this alley? Yeah, the hackles <laughs> in the back of my neck were up. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like that kind of fucking Joe, run. <laughs> UFC legend Joe Rogan, or I'm not going to this bar. I was going to run, dude. Yeah. You'd be stuck. <laughs> 
I'm not thinking of fighting anybody. You pussy. I'm thinking of running and leaving you guys behind. That's so funny. Yeah, it was, it was cool, though. It was fun. We got kicked out of two places for smoking weed. Mm -hmm. two, two different places that told us we couldn't smoke weed. Because Dave will just spark up a joint in a regular place. Dave will just light up a cigarette in a restaurant. Like, yeah, he just doesn't like, give a shit. That is, that's a weird thing. That yeah. just like a, He's like missing uh, I don't give a fuck. It's like he's got, he's got a gene, like an I don't give a fuck gene. He's like yeah. missing a give a fuck. I know. <laughs> it's not and, there. And, and, uh, the, you know, the best comics to me are the ones who don't give a fuck. Yeah. And that dude triple doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So, like, it, that's why he's so good on stage, because he really doesn't give a shit. We were out till, like, well after 4 o'clock in the morning. In there Denver. There was a DJ. Yeah. We went to some place, there was a DJ, and uh, the, the DJ starts playing, and there's, like, literally, like, 10 of us in this bar. I'm like, how is this place staying open? It's like, they were just happy to have Chappelle there. I think Chappelle even went up to the DJ and was like, and then plugged in his music. Yeah. He was like, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Did you say, yeah. Was, he plugged in his phone. Whatever you say, Mr. Chappelle. Yeah, yeah, it was fucking, it was such a trip. Well, yeah. Dave brings these two huge, uh, they're like, um, you know those uh, Bluetooth speakers, the JVC Bluetooth speakers? Yeah, he, He's got these he big boxes them. Yeah. yeah. He brings two of them. They're huge. They're like the size of, bigger than a football, right? So he brings two of them, and they're synced together. So one's left and one's right. Yeah. And he'll put them on opposite ends of his green room and blare music. And I was asking him about it. I go, why do you carry these fucking things around? He goes, Joe, my only socializing I do is in green rooms. It's like the only socializing. That's the only time I hang out with people. Yeah. I go, what do you do with those? Oh, I'm by myself. I mean, I live in Dayton, Ohio. He lives in the middle of nowhere and on a, on a yeah, fucking farm. On a farm. Yeah. What a cool dude, though. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's a really unique guy in a lot of ways. He's know? also he's also just, um, it, it's it's very impressive to see somebody who's that kind of legendary at stand-up and walk into a place and people are like, oh, shit. Even whatever level comic is yeah. like, oh, shit, Chappelle's here. And then him also just be cool. Like, in other words, he doesn't have to be cool. Well, yeah, but he's not aloof at all. Mm -mm. He's super friendly. Yep. But I think he definitely has, like, a little bit of a wall up for guys like you. Yeah. That's why when you came up to him, you're like, hey, what's going on, buddy? He's yeah, like, oh, I'm like, man, another I'm like, too, one. I'm another like, dude who wants my phone number. Yeah, Let me get the like, fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, I definitely don't want your phone number. But we're just going to be getting hammered together tonight. Might as well yeah. talk a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we we uh, we pulled it out until, like, at the, I left him there. I left him there, like, 4.30 or something. Yeah, I left, like, 4, 4.30. Yeah, I was like, I got to go. Denver is Denver is uh, Denver's a fun town, but <laughs> I had, you know I did I I did a show before I was there Thursday, I did it the show Thursday and then they did it because I I was showcasing my hour so they made they created a show before your show so I did my hour at like six o'clock or something like early like they made an early show which they had never done and I was like I'm like I got a showcase for somebody at like six o'clock but man that club comedy works they had, the room was full. It was like six o'clock. I like killed. I couldn't even believe it. I was like, "This is gonna be like a lunchtime show. It's gonna be brutal." Nope, filled it up. And everyone came. It was. It's un, I, I've never. I've never been more impressed with a comedy club in my life than yeah. people being able to pull off a show early, uh, and and good. And then and then you had two shows after. But you you got to meet Wendy, the owner of the comedy. Yeah, Wars. she's awesome. She's yeah. she's the reason why there's a scene in Denver. Yep. I mean, she is the scene. Yeah. I mean, she literally is responsible for that play. That's the only. That's why I worked that club. The last time I was there, I sold out the Belco, which is like six thousand people. I still work her club. Yeah. It's just like I I I can't not support that place. That place is fantastic. It's it's so yeah. important too because she brings people up from open micer to hosting 
to middling to headlining. Like she has like she, local headliners. Yeah, like she like farm. She has like a farm team. A real farm team, man. Yeah. She's really legit. And there's there's a community in Denver. Like there's legit professional comics that work in and around Denver. She'll have local headliners headline for the week, and they'll pack the place. Yeah, she's no. got a great system, man. I mean, she's just. Man, she's just really put it together, and they're all top quality stand-ups. Like, there's no hacks, there's no, there's no bullshit. She doesn't tolerate thieves or any bullshit. Yeah, club owners who really curate and pay attention to their club always have the best clubs. It's just, you know, that's that's one of the reasons the comedy cellar is so amazing. Like Esty, who runs it, like she yeah. curates it. Like yes. she's not like, even if you get past there. Like that doesn't mean you're working there all the time. Like, right. you, like she's she's always got an eye out. Everyone's like, like you you have to be consistently good there to stay. Yeah, you know? and I've seen guys come and go at that place, and like that place sometimes will drive a comic crazy, like because they're so excited to be in, and then they like panic. Should uh, I sit at the table? Should I not sit at the? You know, I've seen. Yeah, the table, and then they're like moving, the like and like every time I come in, they're like three tables further away. I'm like, mm. you're getting further from the table, and then they're at Mahmoud's, the falafel place next door. I'm like, you're not going to be working there anymore, are you? Like, they, like that place, you know, drives people a little, uh, can can drive you a little crazy because you want to succeed there and you want to be a part of it and you want to be accepted, you know. And my, my first year or so. In that place, I was like that for sure. You know, before I was like, okay, like I'm. I, well, in the I'm 1980s, there was a bunch of communities all over the country. San Francisco had a community. Boston had a big community. New York, of course, and L.A. have always had communities. Texas had a community. It's a big community in Houston. It was huge. Really? Austin has always had a community. Yeah, Austin's got a good scene. <sighs> but you know, there's been a few things that have happened that are good and bad. The good thing is, like these improvs have opened up everywhere, and so you you get that improv experience everywhere you go. You get these big clubs that are packed. Everyone's super professional. The shows are packed. Everything's great. The food's great. The drinks are great. The service is great. But they don't have that sort of Zanies in Nashville feel. You know what I mean? By the way, I, I just did Zany Chicago to, uh, a week ago, and I'm great. going to Nashville like in the spring. same I, sort of. I love vibe. that's one of my Zanies Chicago is like I just it's just because it's like a old gritty club yeah. headshots everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the headshots are like half the people are dead. Mm -hmm. You know, you look around, you're like Ooh, Richard Jenny. Oh, this guy, that guy. Yeah. You know. But those clubs, they have like there's a more there's a more organic sort of. Uh, What's the word? Craft beer sort of feel yeah. to them. They feel like more authentic in some sort of a weird way. Like I love working at the improvs. Don't get me wrong, but there's something about those improvs that, like Houston, used to have like a big scene. They used to have the Laugh Stop in River Oaks. It was a huge scene. Kennison started out there. Bill Hicks was there. All those guys were there. Like Hicks did one of his early DVDs uh, at the Laugh Stop, and then it became. The improv was in town. The laugh stop went under. They moved locations, then they went under, and then the improv opened up. And then it was like a headliner club where, you know, like Tracy Morgan would be there or this guy would be there. But it would always be big-name comedians, and that was it. And so, like, the local scene sort of dwindled. I've heard it sort of started making a comeback, but, but it the, dwindled. But the uh, I'm trying to think when you're saying, because like, I, I feel like I'm doing, oh, no, I'm doing Laugh Out Loud in San Antonio. So, like, oh, the I haven't been there. Yeah. That, so you're touring everywhere now. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm hopefully taping an hour in the spring. So yeah. For who? Um, I don't. Um, I don't know if I'm like allowed to say or not yet because it's say not it? official. I don't know because oh, okay. it's. I mean, it's okay. a. It's don't a, say it. Well, here's the thing. I know thing. what you're saying. It's with with, with a, You know how this business works. Like, until I see it on the thing. Like right. until I'm in it. Like I, I don't believe I have anything until I have it. Until like, you sign. Well, yeah. Or right. even just like once it's like taped and I'm I'm sitting at home and I go everyone turn on blah 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 I'm on, it, you know this business always feels like you're one. 
head of a network getting fired away from not having the thing you thought you were going to have. So of I course. was just like trying to be very, not only superstitious, but just like, you know, but it looks like one way or the other, I'll be, ta- you know, taping my hour in the spring. But yeah, so I'm just on the road. That's what I, I mean, when the nightly show ended, I, I was bummed. Obviously, I wanted the show to be on for 10 years or 20 for everybody who worked there. But personally speaking, my goal with the nightly show was never to stay there as the executive producer forever. My goal was to launch it, get it going, sort of, you know, teach everyone how to do it because it was the Daily Show model that we were, you know, and I know how to do that very well. And then my hope was I would just be on the show and like slowly relinquish my authority of like running it to other people so I could work from like noon to three and then just do stand up. That was um, the goal, a three hour work day? A three hour work day and being on, te- you know, but, uh, uh, but, but not my, but that wasn't my goal yet. My goal was to get the show successful before I did that. Right. So when it got canceled, I was, you know, I was pretty bummed and I was pretty disappointed. I put a lot of time into it, but you know, for me, it was like, all right, well, I want to go on the road anyway. And, uh, and I had my whole fall booked, so I didn't really know how I was going to manage both anyway. So I was like, all right, well, there you go. And yeah. I got my reel, I got my on camera reel, which to me is just the thing you need to say when you're pitching something to somebody, they go, wait, are you going to be in this? Have you ever been on TV? You're like, yeah, no, I've got like, you just need proof of your ability right. to do it. And, and I got that, you know, Well, that's the fucked up thing about doing anything on a network is you have to get someone to agree. Yep. Agree to use you, agree to this, agree to that. There's all these people that aren't the creative people, but they have the money. Yep. And they're the ones you have to talk to about it. You know, well, well, we've got this idea. Well, let me see your idea. Mm-hmm. Yep. Should I give you money? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I should give you the coveted 8 p.m. slot. Maybe not. Yep. I don't know. Kiss my ass. Yeah, and they're and they're and the, but that gatekeeper model is is dying. It's over. Yeah, yeah it's over. And what well, all you need now is a room with a camera. I mean, it's literally all you need is the space to film whatever you're filming, the the budget to uh, afford cameras, mm-hmm. and the ability to stream and upload things. Yeah, you just need to, you just it. need a little venture capital. I mean, I mean, I just did this. You thing. don't even need a venture capital. No, I mean, you just need somebody to give you like a hundred grand, unless you have it. You need a hundred grand to well, do what? Well, I'm just saying, depending on what you're looking to shoot, you know. Oh, okay. But I'm saying if you want like a SAG after level thing with like good camera guys. Like, or you have a bunch of your friends and yeah. you write it and you use a fucking camera like one of these things. Yeah, then you, then you don't need I anything. I just feel like this yeah. is a strange time when it comes to that stuff. Yeah. Like there's a lot of people that are st- still treating it as if it's like you're filming some movie <clears throat> well, they're, or some they're, television show with a big budget. I also find too like the digital spaces now are being taken over by the old guard. Oh, so really? in other words, all of a sudden like if you, if, you, know, you want to pitch something to like CISO. Right. It's like, well, it's a branch of NBC, so NBC. Yeah, it is NBC. Uh, NBC Business Affairs has to get, you know, like, and you're like, well, now I'm, now I'm right back to where I started. Why, why aren't we just pitching this to NBC? But you know? they're doing a lot of stand-up specials. Yeah, they Stand-up are. specials for guys like Stanhope and great. Joey Diaz and, yeah. and, and people that are, who else just did one recently? Who just, someone was just on that had a CISO special. Who fuck was it? I don't know. God damn it, Jamie. Somebody <clears> had one. <throat> Jesus Christ, I can't remember. That's too fast. All right, whatever. There's too many people. Yeah, there's a lot of comics. But they're, they're doing a lot of good stand-up comedy specials on CISO. Yeah, that's great. And it's great that that what? exists. Nick DiPaolo. That's oh, right. I love Nick DiPaolo. <sighs> Glad I remembered that. Yeah, Nick's is just, just came out on CISO. And CISO, you know, I mean, that's it is a branch of NBC, but they're uncensored, and they're doing great stuff, you know? I just think that... Well, here's a crazy statistic that I just read yesterday. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. Netflix takes up one-third of the bandwidth of the United States of America. One-third. one of all of the internet bandwidth? One-third of the bandwidth that's being used in the United States of America is through Netflix. Wow. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. That's, that's insane. So that's so crazy. 
What's the other third? Like Pornhub? It's all two thirds <laughs> porn. Yeah. And there's like one BuzzFeed. Is BuzzFeed dead? Is that the one that got killed by Hulk Hogan? Uh, no, like that's Gawker. Uh, Gawker. Gawker. Okay, yeah. Gawker. Gawker that dead. got killed by Hulk Hogan. <laughs> I forget which one, which one of those salacious sites. That's so funny. Yeah, well, that's it. I mean, it's like those sites. Like TMZ is probably like one eighth. Yeah, <laughs> TMZ man, juggernauts. Yeah, all yeah. those those little news stations and you know YouTube's probably a big chunk too. But Facebook too. People love Facebook, man. A third, man, a third that's of the nuts. internet. Yeah, that's nuts. Like if you looked at a pie of the internet. One third is Netflix. That's but, crazy. But a lot of it's got to be because you're streaming video. In other words, that 100%. takes up a lot of bandwidth. It's oh, not yeah. like, so no it's doubt. not necessarily that that many people are using Netflix. It's just that, that the stuff that they're using on Netflix is that, yeah. is that thick. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely both. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely a lot of people, but it is definitely, I mean, it's growing constantly. Netflix is a goddamn snowball rolling down Netflix the mountainside. Netflix has completely revolutionized and re reinvigorated this whole in entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went and met with those guys while I was out here because I've been out here for like a month. And uh, but you want to talk about the difference of you take a meeting at like, like a Viacom type place versus like a Netflix type place. Like Netflix, it's like they just moved into a new office building. Like they're like, you want a water? You're like, sure. You go in the back. It's like, what kind of water do you want? They got like snacks everywhere. Like people yeah. are like pogo sticking around. Like everyone's so happy, <laughs> you know. Like like it, it's just it's like the building is new. There's like a valet in front. He's like free of charge. I'll park your car. I'm like thank you, Mister Netflix. Like everything about it. <laughs> Is so nice. Everybody's so nice. Everyone's in a good mood. You well, know, you gotta think. They I went have... up to like MTV for a meeting. They were like, "Get us, help us, help us. We're, we're dying. dying. We're dying. We don't know what to do." Yeah. Um, they have nine dollars a month is what it, it costs, right? And how many millions of people do they have on Netflix I heard now? Something into ninety-three million people today is what I heard on the way in here. Oh, so. 93 million people. What is that, right? But what is that mathematically? It's close to 900 million a month. Yeah, it's close yeah, yeah. to a billion dollars a month. Yeah. It's in the neighborhood. It's closing in on a billion dollars a month. A month. <laughs> That's nuts, dude. That's hilarious. That's nuts. That's so That's much just money. Printing money. I did my first comedy special on Netflix in 2005. Wow. That was my very first special. It was on yeah, Netflix. Getting a, getting a yeah. comedy special on Netflix now is near. Yeah. Impossible. Is it? Chappelle and Chris Rock and they, you know, I just did one. Yeah, but I'm saying, you, but you're you're famous. But I mean, so um, I mean, I think they're they're doing some. I mean, they 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 but they buy some too. Like if you do one and then you could sell it to them. Like yeah. they bought Tony Hinchcliffe's last I year. I know, but now it's now that it's, it's, it's harder, harder now. now. It's a uh, bit harder now. Yeah, and and uh, I wonder why. Uh, again, for me, I mean, I think you probably have to have a have Will's, to have a bigger name. Will, here's a trailer for the new Will Smith movie. Netflix reportedly paid $90 million for it. Run that shit. Let's wow. see it. Didn't see it. Can we play it? Uh, no, we can't play it. What'll happen? They'll kick us they'll off? Kick, they'll kick us off, but you can watch it. Will they kick us off YouTube? Yeah, because it's their trailer. They just put it up. Uh, can I call somebody? Uh, like, come on, guys. I'm one of you. We're trying has, to hook you has, guys up. But he has a sword. That's it. But that's, I'm trying to hook them up. That's exciting. This seems like a movie you'd like, Joe. I like all Will Smith's movies, except for the one where he's the homeless guy with his son. I couldn't watch that. Wait, what about the one? With, what about the Scientology one, where he's with his son? What was what, that one? What's that one where uh, he has a Scientology movie? Yeah, it's it's an L. Ron Hubbard book. Should Come on, that one? No, 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 no. Oh. It's it's like a space. Him and his son are stuck on a planet. Oh, oh, oh it just came out. That's L. Ron Hubbard's. Movie? I think that's there. It's that's his. Like, remember when Travolta did? Uh, Battlefield, Battleship Earth, Battleship Earth, 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 yeah, yeah, Battlefield yeah, yeah. Earth, and he's like the human animals. That that's also an L. Ron Hubbard book. So this is uh, the the we're watching this right now. Will Smith. He plays a cop in L. A. And there's orcs. It's like futuristic. Oh wow! Oh shit! Yeah, this Pretty looks sweet. dope. There's he's got orcs? a sword in the future. There's orcs. That's an orc. Whoa. Yeah. 
David Ayer directed it, the guy that did Suicide Squad and Training Day. Ooh, this looks good. Yeah. When wow. is that coming out? December. December. God damn it. Yeah. Why you make me wait to December? December? December's a year from now, you fucks. It's goddamn February. That's not cool. This is bullshit. <clears throat> yeah, he said, Will Smith said he always, he, he, mm. sci-fi was always the genre he liked to do because those were the oh yeah the highest grossing movies every time i am legend yeah I mean, come I am on legend's a great flick it's a great flick yeah anytime it's a dude and like a german shepherd alone i'm like this is good i think they should go over i am legend though and redo some of those scenes like the ones with the lions in new york city like come on those lions look so fucking fake yeah well just, you know the cgi wasn't where it needed to i be. know redo it just that, redo it one. and don't tell anybody after earth after earth i'm so pretty sure after earth is an l ron hubbard book is that him and his son is that the deal yeah mm -hmm. Okay, find out. Jaden seems completely insane. Willow, I don't think it's Willow, good to grow up famous. Willow Smith has a new song that's out that I'm not going to lie. It's a, yeah. good, it's a good tune. Well, that's not good. How old is she? Oh, oh, for sure. Don't release director. your kids' music until it's a, they're it's a Shyamalan 21. Yeah. Uh, who wrote it's the a Shyamalan movie? flick yeah, and it wasn't did. good? Directed what? and wrote by Shyamalan. Oh, okay. Same, right. same thing. So they're same both thing. fucking... <laughs> yeah. Hooksters. Yeah. <laughs> this one, here's the twist on this one. It wasn't good. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan. Little twist. It was one, unwatchable. He made one good movie and then I, fucked us and, all repeatedly. And he can't. They can't <laughs> stop giving him movies to make. Like you, you. How many fucking uh, chances do you get? How is the new one supposed to be? Did you split personality one? Is it supposed to be any good? I don't know. Pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. Okay. Well, did you did you see the one where Marky Mark gets chased by the wind? Mm. Uh, I think it was plants that were trying to kill him. I thought it was the wind. Might be both. <laughs> it's one of the. That's one of the greatest bad movies I've ever seen in my life. It's just. It's just Mark Wahlberg running around. He's like. He's like. Yeah, get in the fucking house. You know. It's the just, fucking house. The wind's like, trying the to kill us. Here. He looks like a branch blows. He's like, ah, the fucking wind. You know. Yeah. It's, th th there's a guy in that movie who runs himself over with his own lawnmower. Yeah. It's, he's mowing idiot. his lawn, and then they cut away, and they look back, and he's under the lawnmower. The, the, so the wind got him. I guess. So the wind's targeting individuals. The wind wants you to kill yourself. I think is what it is. It's well. Unbelievably That's bad. That's right. Nature wanted you to kill yourself, right? There was like a smell that it was putting out or something like that. I, I don't know. All I know is that. there's a scene where he's running in a field and he's panicking and the only thing that's happening is grass is blowing <laughs> Meanwhile, like, if nature wanted faster. to, have you ever seen some of those giant storm clouds that they photograph over the like Kansas cornfields and shit that are as big as cities? Yep. And these, like, why wouldn't nature just do that thing that it already does? Why yeah. does it have to do something some where it targets thing. lawnmowers, <laughs> makes them run over assholes? <laughs> It's just so stupid. <laughs> yeah. Like, people are always trying to find some new hook. Yeah. Like, the village where these people, they think that it's 1612, but it's really 2015. Yeah. And they're living in the middle of a place where they're not allowed to fly planes. Like, what? Yeah. They can't fly planes over this area. There's a no-fly zone. Yeah. Like, that's well, why how big it, is this, this zone? Works. That's why it yeah. works. Well, how big is this fucking no-fly zone? Because I don't know if you know this, but planes fly everywhere, you cunts. Yeah. Like, and even if they're outside the zone, you... Probably still hear one. Yeah, you could say, but here's the stupid thing. They walk, and uh, in a short amount of time, they're at a road, and then cars drive by. Remember that? I, I don't think I ever saw the village. You should see it. I it's was fucking on, terrible. I was taking a break from Shyamalan for a while. <laughs> I took a little sh a little Sham Shyamalan hiatus. Um, Remember he did Devil, the one about a haunted elevator? No. Yeah. He did that? Yeah, it was him. Yeah, God, he can't stop. Haunted elevator. The elevator trying to kill try, you. He should try to... I mean, you know what you should do if... if uh, 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 Jordan Peele's horror movie is supposed to be incredible. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but I feel like Shyamalan should awesome. try doing a comedy. You know what I mean? No, Why not? Mix try, it up. Try taking a nap. <laughs> Just break. Take a break. He yeah. made one good movie. That Sixth that Sense was a good movie. That movie was good, good though. That's a, a good very good movie. Sixth Sense is a good movie. 
But often that happens with people. Like, how many bands have come out with one great album, and then they, their follow-up is dog shit? Most. Yeah. Yeah. Statistically, I would say most bands. Comedians do the same thing. Yep. Some comics have one great special, and then they, like, I always point, I'm a huge Kinnison fan, but I always point out to him, he's the best example of a guy who came out of the gate, like, with the greatest of all time, or one of the greatest of all time. I think Pryor's the greatest of all time. But Kinnison's right up there, like, number two. It's funny, because people don't bring him up in those conversations Kinnison? enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I'm saying when you have the who's the best conversation about stand-up, Kinnison's name isn't even like... Yeah, they go with Carlin, and all due respect, I just don't think they're comparable. Carlin is a great comic, and his body of work is fantastic, and he just did a new hour every year for decades, and but he had a lot of duds. You know, and the, the later the later years uh, were tough. I'm a big Carlin fan, Yeah, but his later specials were a lot less... Um, he was a lot less charming, and he was doing a lot more like we're all gonna die. I was yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah. You are. Yeah, well, you're yeah, definitely you're, dying, you're, dude. You're, you're older. You I've know been watching I mean? you for years. And yeah. It doesn't look up. But I love. But I loved. His, I mean, his, his, jamming in New York to me is one of the best hours of oh, all yeah. time. Yeah. No, he's got fantastic work. Don't get me wrong, but it's not as funny as Kinnison's best work. Kinnison's best work when he was doing like that bit about the homosexual necrophiliacs that were paying money to spend a few hours uh, undisturbed with the freshest male corpses. Can yeah. you imagine that? You're lying down, you're like, well, I'm dead now, I'm gonna go meet Jesus, and hey, what the fuck is this? It feels like some guy's got his dick in my ass. You mean life keeps fucking in the ass even after you're dead? It never ends! It never ends! Oh! Oh! He was fat, and like, like the whole thing about him was like he wore an overcoat, and he had a beret with a comb over him. And yeah. He was just, the whole thing was chaos. He was yeah. just... It was something he, he was that never tight existed with I actually think Jammin' in New York is dedicated to Sam Kinison. Wow. Yeah. Well, he was, I mean, look, Carlin's an all-time great. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if he, if there's a top 10, he's in there. But I really think. I, I think these days Burr's up there, too. Burr's up there, I mean, his there, specials, sure. his, his, his recent specials have been, he's doing stuff in some of his specials where I'm like, I can't even believe you can do that. Like, it, it was, uh, you people are all the same where he does the thing about hitting women. And you're like, how is he going to. Stick this landing, <laughs> like it's it's like twenty five hundred people pull back. He goes, I feel you pulling away, yeah. you know, and you're like, holy shit! You know what I love? The one he does about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's a great that's... man. He's a great man. Gold digging horse took down a great man. That's the same. That's the same hour. That's the same hour. Yeah, yeah. That's it's yeah. There's a lot of great comedy going on right now, man. There is for sure. There is for sure. Yeah. It's a fun time. It is a fun time. Are you living in New York? Yeah, I'm living there. I mean, I've been out here for a month. I, I, I got cast in this little, like, digital series thing. What's a digital series? Like, what is it's it? It's like a 10-episode little sci-fi comedy thing that I got cast in. And I, I didn't even audition for it. I think they just saw my nightly show reel, and they're like, we need someone to play a douchey guy. I'm like, I'm your guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> a sci-fi comedy? It's like a weird sci-fi What's comedy. What's it called? Uh, it's called Stellar People. It's like a dinner. I, I mean, I don't. it's like a dinner. I, I just finished it. It was really fun, though, because I've never done single camera acting before which is a different kind oh, that's of thing. a lot of work but it's a lot of like there's a dude five inches from your face and they're like don't look at him i'm like but i want to he's right in my face yeah. i'm not like professionally trained they're like look over there i'm like but you're right there you know <laughs> the, the lens it's so close is it long ass to hours and long yeah, days because it was super low budget uh, but it was a, a sag thing and, and it was yeah we were shooting like 11 pages a day like it was but the dudes shooting it were so sharp they were so good and they were young though i didn't realize until the rap party how young they were we were at the rap party the other night. I'm like, how long have you guys been doing this? They're like, oh, we got a feature coming out. I'm like, oh, cool. How old are you guys? 26. I was like, shit. Yeah. And it kind of made me, I was inspired. I was like, couldn't you guys 
just be with me all the time because you're 26 <laughs> and you're funny and you're talented and you know how to shoot and edit and everything they shoot looks good. Well, and, and they still also, have energy. You know? 10 years ago, they were in high school. Yeah. So like 10 years ago, this whole thing was kicking off. You know, 10 years ago, you're looking at 2007. That was like really the <clears> launch <throat> of the digital space. You yep. know, like I said, my Netflix special was in 2005. Nobody had Netflix in 2005 and it was lo looked <clears> at as like a joke. Yep. And that's sort of where 2006, 2007, things started ramping up and then digital became more and more of a big deal. I remember people, there was, um, NBC had a different thing before CISO that they were doing. God damn it. What was the name oh, of it? There um, was another name. We had actually a deal with them. Did they have Burly Bear? Was it, well, that was like a college thing they had years ago. No, no. It was uh, Crackle. Oh, yeah. Crackle. Because Crackle's still around, isn't it? Is it? I don't Is know if it? it's NBC anymore. Sometimes I see Crackle come uh, up on things. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Crackle. I remember uh, Crackle. But when we had a deal with them, but a bunch of shit fell through, and they wanted to just give me money for nothing. That's good. Nothing. Yeah, nothing happened. It was one of those weird things where, like, nothing happened, but, but they you got paid. still gave me money. I'm like, okay. That's pretty cool. All right. I, yeah. could, I could go for one of those. Crackle, if you're, <laughs> if you're out there. Yeah, it was like an interview show we were going to do. It was, like, similar to, like, a podcast, but, like, in weird locations, just sitting down with people. Which, by, by the way, is not the best move. Like, the best move is have, like, a place like this where it's, like, quiet, and you just sit down and talk. But everybody wants like, how about we do it in a park? Well, people feel weird in a park. And there's birds chirping yeah, and like fucking gangbangers. <laughs> fucking drive by in the yeah. background. Sirens. Yeah. yeah. Joggers and shit. Yeah. And dogs I remember bite I, you. I did a show uh, with Neil Brennan for Sundance a couple of years ago, and uh, <clears throat> they they had never done a show like it was a it was a studio show, but they wanted to shoot it in a loft, you know. And I was like, well. We could get a studio and then make it look like a loft, and that way it's soundproof. You know what I'm mm. saying? They're like, oh, but we really want it to feel like a loft. I'm like, you know, the Friends, they weren't really in a loft, right? That was like, a, like, but no, they, no, 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 bro, was, I saw it. They were so desperate for like it to feel, and I was like, you're going to have the loudest, most unshootable show if you go find a loft in Soho yeah. and you just wire it with lights. So we ended up getting a studio, but it's like that—that's a bad instinct. Yeah, doing stuff someone said like to in me, an outside of a professional area. Someone said to me, "Let's do a podcast at Starbucks. How about you just know? Yeah, no. How about we just get Starbucks and go to a studio? Why would you fucking? <laughs> why would you want to go to Starbucks? So you want to take the chance at people next to you having arguments with their agent on the phone or screaming at their dog walker or whatever? Yep. The fuck. You can't find Fluffy. And like yeah. that that's all going to be on your podcast. Is that cool? Yeah. Like you don't have the best conversations in public places like that. That's not a good move. But everybody wants to do something crafty and creative and different, you know? Yeah, I mean I always think I, I find that too with like with stand-ups a lot of times younger stand-ups will say like I'm really trying to be outside the box. I'm like, get a box. First, have a fucking box. Like, yeah. you need a box first. You know, like like Jackson Pollock knew how to paint the bowl of fruit. You know what I mean? Did like he, he though? I think he did. I yeah. don't know. If like he in did. other words, you got to like start with some sort of basic skill set before you're like, now nah, let's you know like start a podcast. You hit a sore spot with me, buddy. Really? You're Jackson not a Jackson Pollock, Pollock fan? Nope. Yeah, I'm. I'm not, not saying it. I'm not saying I'm a fan of his. I'm just saying. He was a painter before he started splattering shit. Well, I watched that that movie, the Ed Harris. Ed Harris. I never watched movie, that. and I was like, okay, well, there's, there's nothing exceptional here going on. Like this guy's throwing paint around, and I'm watching a movie about a guy throwing paint around, and he's got some trials and tribulations. I yeah, I get it, but <clears throat> I'm not. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not the worst looking art. It's kind of cool to have like in the lobby of a hotel or something. It's kind I'm, of. I'm not a fan of it personally. But isn't it like? Can you buy like if you bought a Jackson Pollock, you're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. No, I think correct? probably millions. Of millions? Dollars. That would be millions? my guess. Millions, millions, millions. If I know paint. the if I know the artist's name, it has to be worth millions of dollars. Okay, here we oh, go. Oh yeah, here we go. How about fuck you? <laughs>
<laughs> how about fuck you for every one of these? Yeah. Like, uh, if you have to pay a million dollars for every one of these, <clears> click <throat> click on that one where your cursor is right there, Jamie. Fuck you. The, this is chaos. You could go to the Jackson Pollock house. It's out in uh, East Hampton, and uh, my nephews went. The my, Jackson Pollock house. It's the house he painted. It's like it's like a museum now. But for little kids, you can paint the Jackson Pollock. And my nephew Look at him. and my nephew did one. And it's, it looks exactly like Probably that. Probably looks better. And he was five, and he did it. And it I, looks exactly uh, like that. I went to my old agent's house. My old agent had this uh, beautiful house in Aspen, and he had this thing on his wall. And uh, I go, is this something your kid did? And someone goes, no, that's a blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, I go, what, what are you talking about? And they're like, do you, you know anything about modern art? I go, No. And I go, what is this? And the guy explained it to me that that was probably like a $35,000 painting. I go, get the fuck out of here. I mean, it was literally like 12 by 14. Mm -hmm. It looked like a little kid's first grade class project. So I thought, like, oh, this is cute. He puts up his kid's artwork. It was like In a nice frame, yeah. Yeah, it was like some tissue paper that was glued to some other paper <clears throat> and some paint splattered on it. Like, Yeah. Modern, just, modern art. Go back to that. Let's look more of that. Just fascinating to me. And people get so upset if you don't like what they like like if I've talked about Jackson Pollock before and you get these Jackson Pollock fans and believers and they're like you don't understand this the layers of paint and the way his vision was manifested onto the canvas <laughs> it sounds, that sounds like the aliens from a galaxy quest that's actually kind of cool I'll give him 500 bucks for that yeah, I mean, again, I'm not a fan of it, but I, I, I try as hard as I can with stuff, to, especially now, to go. I, you know what that looks people like? People like what they like. I don't know. When a dude goes to the hospital and they find that he has, like, intestinal worms and they pull them all out onto the operating table, <laughs> that's what it looks like. Those are, like, white intestinal worms. That is actually a cool painting. Now I'm trying to change my opinion here because that one is actually kind of cool. What about that one up above it, the green one? In, mm, what is that, that one? To the right. Uh, to the right. No, right above it, James. Yeah, that yeah, one. There. That looks like a painting. Oh. Yeah. What is that? That's a Jackson Pollock, too? I'd be pissed. People are like, what is that? It's a Pollock. No, it's not. It's yeah. not even splattery. Like, no, 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 it is. But that one looks like he was splatting something. Yeah, that was like... That one I like. He was I on like different pills. Like alien. Look at him. Weird-looking guy. He's a weird-looking guy, too. I bet he... She-wolf, that's, that's the one it, I like. It's called like She-wolf? That's yeah. what it's called? Is that a wolf? I guess there's teeth and a tongue down the lower left-hand corner. I bet he banged a lot of confused older ladies with money. Think older? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, probably. Yeah. But I think younger, too. Younger, too? I think there was like a lot of 50-year-old hot ladies that would buy his paintings. He'd fuck them in the butt. That's what <laughs> I think happens. Yeah. He may have done some 50-year-old butt fucking. I mean, yeah, he may have. I mean, I don't know that much. Was that in the movie? I didn't watch the movie. No. Did Ed I'm, Harris I'm was like, it. I'm not going to do any of the butt fucking. Oh, like, look at that. $140 million. I told you. The, the intestinal worms one. $140 How much million. is She-Wolf? How much does She-Wolf go for? He made that in 1948. Wow. Holy shit. It doesn't say. Wow. What year is that, She-Wolf? 43. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a, that is really interesting, though, because back then, you know, like this, you're talking about a completely different time. This is World War II. Yeah. I mean, know? that's weird to think about. Like, dudes are, like, jumping out of planes in, in Germany, and he's, like, splatting paint in the Hamptons, you know? Like, <laughs> making cash. <laughs> Yeah, and, ba and banging war widows, you know. <laughs> no, he's banging divorcees of heads of industry. Yeah. Now, like the the amount of money that you would have to have to spend a hundred and forty million dollars on some splattery paint. Yeah, you have to be, have Netflix money. 
Yeah, you know? yeah. You You'd have, have to make like a billion the, a month. The Netflix executive, the head guy, is probably putting one up right now in his house <laughs> in Brentwood. You think he's it. putting it up or mm. for his painting hanger yeah, is putting it up? He's got painting hangers for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's probably got white maids. <laughs> now that's money. That's, that's <laughs> real money. Real cash. You must, you must, you must get a lot of, uh, you must, you say things, I feel like, why I like you so much is you are not a partisan person. You do the thing I try to do with politics. And everyone thinks because of The Daily Show, um, I'm very left. I get accused of being alt-right lately. Yeah, but it's like, but it's like, it's just having an opinion. It, it's like, so I always try to have an opinion per issue almost, yeah. you know, and I, don't, I, I really got confused when this country went to a place where you have to be all in on either side. Yeah. I, I, I feel like most people aren't, you know, like some people are pro you know, choice and also okay with guns. Like, I, like well, I'm, it's just the people that are pro one way or the other way are very loud. They're the loudest. There's right? a lot of us that are just scattered across the board. Yeah, just like I don't know. Like, there's some things that are reasonable and some things that are unreasonable. But you are one of those people who sort of, I, I find this on the road a lot now. Like, if I'm making fun of, or in, like in my hour, and I've really tried to structure my hour that I, I hit everybody and um, and it, it, like it's like it's like hit both sides and then like some dick jokes. You know what I mean? Right. Like wrap them in dick jokes and. uh but when I hit the left, people on the right, and then yeah. the minute I'm like, all right, now let's talk about you guys. Oh. Arms full. But within 12 seconds. Oh, yeah. Within 12 seconds of love this guy, love this guy, love this guy, hate this guy. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing that's happened with, like I said, Fox News. It's like they've said something I disagree with. I can no longer watch that person. And it's, it's a weird time to be doing comedy for that reason. You it's know? a great time to be doing comedy. Yeah. There's so much chaos because you can point all that nonsense out. Yeah. I think it's the like best I'm going time to San ever. Antonio in, in two weeks, and I'm like, it's going to be fun. But there's definitely like a chunk of my act, and I'm like, there's going to be dudes in cowboy hats, like there's a Jew on stage talking about Jesus, like I don't like it, and I'm going to be mm. like, uh huh, I got to go, out, yeah. I got to go out the back door. Your last name? Yeah, because I'm a, I'm I'm half, I'm a half breed. Is that a, is the last name Italian. Is Albanese? Is Italian? Italian. Yeah, my yeah. dad's so you know, Roman Catholic Italian. So they should be cool with it. Yeah, but I talk about being a Jew. But your mom on. was Jewish, so yeah. that you were raised Jewish because yeah. your religion and, uh, of the mother, right? And, yeah, and therefore it was chosen by God. You yeah, know, that's how it always of, is. Yeah, it was one of the best people. Oh, he sweet. chose us. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he decided Good we were deal. better. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. cool. It's pretty. My sweet uncle deal. converted, and his name is Salvatore Di Gerlando, and he converted to to Judaism. To Judaism. Yeah, yeah. Why, why did he do that? Married a woman who was Married Jewish. Married a Jew. Fell yeah. in love with a, a nice Jewish lady. Yeah, and he wanted and he, he wanted gotta, him in. You gotta you gotta go in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my dad just converted. My dad converted. Your dad converted. My dad converted at sixty eight. To to your mom. Yeah, to to Judaism. Well, your mom's religion. Yeah. With your mom or with no, a my new mom, lady? My, no, 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 no. With my mom. But okay. he never. But he never went in. Nope. Until now. Until now. Wow, he's getting close. He's like, better hedge my bet. You yeah. never know. You never know. Might really be the chosen people. Yeah, Imagine if be. I got to the fucking big gates. And and I'm like, like ah, I, I didn't right. have the papers. I was living with one for 50 years. I didn't have the papers. <laughs> the papers wasn't right. That's exactly what I that is. I can't believe this. And you know that they they, they do, uh, uh, I don't want to talk about it, but they do like a, they, they give you a little poke in the penis. To like they gotta draw blood from your penis to symbolize oh, these. Oh Jesus yeah. fucking Christ! When he told me that, I was like, what not is worth going it. on with people and dicks? Yeah, cutting dicks and making dicks bleed and cutting baby dicks and yeah, circumcision to me is, <sighs> is it weird? It feels like the kind of thing you should have a say in, you know? Like you should get no, a you should get 100%. a vote, you know? And you it's, can't. You can't. Yeah. It's just they just take this thing that you you needed away. Yeah, and they don't even. 
Well, not only that, it's being done now for purely aesthetic reasons. And people say something about AIDS. Well, the decreases is AIDS. Fuck you, it does. It does not. That's not true. It's absolutely a lie. And that's just some nonsense that people have said to make up for the fact that it's still this horrific fucking practice. And by the way, there's probably money in it. Believe it or not, there's probably a significant business in cutting baby dicks. Mm -hmm. And so they're probably trying to protect that significant business and also trying to justify the baby dicks they've cut in the past so if they have three sons and they've cut all the sons dicks they're like well it's really important to prevent AIDS let me tell you something if you're gonna get AIDS you're not gonna get it from having a dirty foreskin okay okay we're mm -hmm. good yeah, yeah. fuck I, you there's yeah, no no one's getting AIDS from dirty foreskins. I don't know anything about the diseases but I do know that uh just as a guy who wears button flies, it would be mm. nice to have one more layer mm. protecting my penis button from flies. just smacking around my jeans. Well, how you about know? wear underwear, you weirdo? Yeah, well, I do wear underwear, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> how know? about me undies? Oh, some tight ones you, you, you and me undies, man? Yeah, yeah, I love them. They yeah. pull up tight to your package. Oh, keep sweet. In place. I'll take a look. They're made with micro modal. I, I, I got this pair of boxers from the thing we were doing because there was a scene where. My dick gets pulled off in this show I was doing. Gets pulled off? Your yeah, body? well, it's a, I have a robotic penis. I don't, oh. I don't want to spoil it. But, oh, uh, you already have. But the, uh, but the uh, I don't know if anyone's going to see it, so it's okay. But uh, but they gave me a pair of you know, underwear so I didn't have to wreck my own underwear. And, uh, it, and it was the most comfortable underwear I ever wore. I was like, this is amazing. And then my girlfriend came out to visit me. She sends me a text and she goes, why is there a pair of ladies' underwear in your suitcase? And I was like, there is. And it turns out this underwear that I thought was the best underwear is like ladies' <laughs> underwear. And I was like, I was about to buy like 50 more <laughs> pairs of it. Well, who decides they're ladies? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm in on it. Like, it just felt because they, they were like, silk? No, no they, were like, they were like this, like, um, I guess they're like a leggings material. I don't know. But they just made my penis like float. Like it was mm. like in limbo. Like it was like it was in jello. Ah. And it could, it was very nice. Yeah. And are they designed for a vagina and not for a penis? I don't know. All I know is I wore them and I was like, I got to get more of these. And then she and was she like, got mad? Oh, I was, she was like my girlfriend. No, she didn't get mad. First, she just thought I was like cheating on her. Right. And then she's like, this is the ladies line at Target. You know, I was like, oh, oh well, well, there you go. Now I you know, know where to get, get them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what I said. I'm like, cool. Go pick me up six pairs. Yeah. yeah there's certain things that are like, uh, they don't have a gender associated, like, like tube socks. Yeah. Right. Unless you have like the little pom pom on the back of the heel. Yeah. That's the only way, you know, like little ankle socks. Yeah, like for a while, ankle socks were only chicks. Only chicks wore ankle yeah, socks. Yeah, you're right. Dudes didn't wear ankle socks in the 80s and 90s. That mm -hmm. was a chick thing. Yeah. They wore those little tiny socks. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, now it feels weird to wear shorts with socks. Does it? Yeah. To me, it does. It feels weird. Why? I don't know. I just don't like the way it looks. It just feels very like... I wear socks that they're not totally ankle socks, and people mock my socks. Like these socks. Check these out. See? They go yeah. above the ankle. Like, what are you doing? I see an extra inch of sock. But will you wear those you with shorts? Do you know of what I'm course. saying? Yeah. I don't give a shit. I'm married. Yeah. I wear a fanny pack. Yeah, that's true. I'm almost 50. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah. What's going to happen to me? Nothing. People are going to like me less? Because yeah. you don't like me? Good. I, I'm trying to cut people out of my life. If you have a problem with me because of my socks, my socks are an inch One too high. One last person I have to talk to. Fuck off with yeah. your shitty ideas. Yeah. There's just too many people with just like weird, rigid ideas about what people should and shouldn't do in this life. I mean, and it's it, that's that's it's it's constant. You're, yeah. you're constantly being told like that. We don't say that anymore. I'm like, when did that happen? Yeah, you know, I can't keep. That's my biggest problem is I can't keep up. What um, was the la the latest one people told you not to say anymore? Well, uh, Eskimo. But that's not true. See, in certain parts of the country and the world, Eskimo is what they prefer. Okay. 
See, I, I believe Inuit is in certain parts of the world they prefer, but Eskimo is what they prefer in other parts of the world. Like people that say that Eskimo is a slur. That is not always true. You might decide it's true for your area. Steve Rinello was explaining this to me. I believe in Canada, Eskimo is the correct term, but in Alaska, they prefer Inuit. See if that's correct, Jamie. Yeah, but let's you know make sure saying, we get I, that right. I, I, but that's just people deciding. After that's what a I mean. While. Like I didn't, I've never, you know, trying to be disrespectful to Inuits or Eskimos. You know, <sighs> it's just a problem when you decide all of a sudden that something's disrespectful after people have been using. Like language is supposed to always convey intent. That's it. That's yeah. all it's supposed to be about. So when you just make these hot button words, you know, we're not talking about like. Like like Japs, the Japs, you know, like that was a derogatory term used in World War II, and right. people threw it around wildly, and they didn't realize it's pretty offensive, and, and that makes sense. Like, oh, okay, I get it. This is a term from World War II that was used, like, gooks. It was an internment Makes camp. sense. Yeah, yes, yeah, 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 yeah yes. of course. All those things make sense. But when you get to things that don't, like, there's certain expressions that don't make sense. Like, how the fuck is it still the National Association for the Advancement of Colored, Colored people? people? I know. Yeah, come on, I was I talk about that. Uh, it, it's, it's tough to give a donation to that. You know? In Canada, the term Eskimo has largely been supplanted by the term Inuit. While Inuit can accurately be applied to Eskimo peoples in Canada and Greenland, it is not true in Alaska and Siberia. In Alaska, the term Eskimo is commonly used because it includes both Yupik and Inupik. So, okay, in Alaska, Inuit is not accepted as a collective term and is not used especially in the Inupat. So, okay, so in Canada, you're supposed to use the term Inuit. In Alaska, you can still use the term Eskimo, and they want you to use it because it does not refer to a certain type of uh, native person that lives up there. Those are fucking, those are the real natives, man. Yeah. I mean, if you really think about it, those are the people that not only did they cross the Bering Strait, but they fucking stayed in the cold spot. Yeah. That, they, they got there and they're like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> What's interesting is... How do you not keep traveling? Those people don't have any access to vegetables, and yet they lived almost entirely free of cancer until we started importing cigarettes and booze up there. That I did not know. Yeah, they, they had incredibly low instances of cancer, and what they're basically living off is fat. They're living off seal fat, and they would take seals, and they would take frozen fish, and they would dip frozen fish in hot seal oil and eat the frozen fish. So they take a frozen fish, and they would slice like almost like carpaccio thin pieces of this frozen fish, and then dip it in seal oil. Wow. And that's how they, to this day, like a fondue. that's how they. Well, it's not a fondue. It's like a <laughs> you know, like a I don't know, like a shabu dip. shabu. What's a shabu shabu? You no, know, like, it's like a Japanese thing where you take meat and dip it in. Thinly sliced meat, dip it in oh, hot oil. Okay, yeah, yeah that was something like that, something along those lines. But the, but somehow or another, that diet is really good for you, which is really strange. Like I would think you'd have to have some fucking vegetables in your life. Yeah, but it can't be good for your heart if you're eating a lot of seal seal fat. So that's where you're wrong. See, that's a common misconception, and it's one of the things we've addressed ad nauseum on the show, unfortunately. But I'll get it to you the short short version of fats versus carbohydrates. In the 1950s, the sugar industry paid scientists to write about saturated fat and to blame saturated fat for heart disease and heart attacks. Hmm. It's not the case at all. It's a lie. And it was all created by the sugar industry to take the blame away from sugar. Sugar, processed sugar, and simple carbohydrates like breads and pastas and all those things, those things are terrible for you. And that's where you get your fat. That's where you get fat bodies. That's where people develop like hardening of the arteries and fucking clog this and that, and all, along with genetics and a lot of other things. But where saturated fats 
become dangerous is when you mix saturated fats with sugars. Saturated fats and sugars together somehow or another accentuate, like, you know, like fried foods and sugary food. Right. Like, like sugary drinks, like, and fried chicken and fried, you know, like deep fried fatty things. That's where things get really dangerous, apparently. And this is like a a recent study that connected um, saturated fat mixed with simple sugars and uh, processed sugars as being especially dangerous. But on their own, saturated fats are the precursors for hormones. And in fact, a diet high in saturated fats and cholesterol actually raises your hormone levels and it's healthier for your body. Not only that, saturated fat and dietary cholesterol in particular, food you eat, cholesterol from food, doesn't raise your blood cholesterol at all. It barely moves the needle on blood lipids. It's all super confusing because we grew up with this idea that when you eat cholesterol, you get high cholesterol. It's not the case. In fact, in in fact, there's a lot of evidence that where, you, where you're really getting this bad uh, extra fat in your body is from from processed sugars. Yeah, because your body can't get rid of it. Well, your right? body's not, na- it's not, you're not supposed to ever be able to take a spoonful of sugar <laughs> and shove it in your mouth. It doesn't exist I in I blame nature. Mary Poppins. I that, do. That dirty bitch. That bitch. I take a spoonful of sugar, top the medicine, go down. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I, I don't know that much down. about nutrition. I know, but it's a when natural I'm out here, man, I thing just to eat say. Mexican food. Well, that's a good move. I'll that's take you to, I wish we had some time. I take, there's a legit, Jamie, I gotta take you to this place, right down the street. The most legit Mexican place you'll ever find. They're playing Mexican TV with soccer. Really? They, they have tongue and uh, cabeza. They have head tacos. Shit. Making t- oh, dude, I'm telling you, this place is the bomb. I had a, 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 a tongue quesadilla, lengua quesadilla. It was fucking fantastic. Really? Woo! I don't know if I'd eat a tongue so quesadilla. So everyone's speaking Spanish. They barely understand you when you're ordering. If you try to order in English, God damn, it's good, though. It's legit as fuck. This little strip mall area. Yeah, don't don't give the address. I don't want Trump to, to yeah, take him out. I know, man. There's yeah. not a legal person in that joint. <laughs> I went there with my family the other day, and I was like, baby, there ain't a legal person in this thing. <laughs> Have your license at the ready. P- bring a passport when you go. I, I really do think food is like the key to making people like each other. I really do. If that's the case, why are people kicking out Mexicans? Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I, I keep wanting to send, like, f- the West Coast. Like, I was in Arizona doing shows. I, food down the Mexican food down there, they were so good. Insane. And, and I wanted to just send like a little quesadilla triangle to Trump with a note, you know, like, are you sure? You know, like, yeah. to, take a nibble, dude. Well, because he's got so taco g- bowls. You ever see that picture that he yes. took? Yeah. Him with the taco bowl? Yeah. I love Hispanics. And I was like, what the I fuck know. is this? So weird. Yeah. No, but I feel that's how I feel about That's why I think New York, we've got so many different cultures there and so many different foods that, like, you like, always eating. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't get rid of those people. They're the oh, best. Yeah. Those are the best falafels in town. I know, right? You know? There's like certain spots where you can go where there's the best trucks. It's authentic. Like mm. it's like you said. Like anytime you go into a place that has that race of people in it eating there, I'm like, oh, I've chosen wisely. This yeah. must be good Indian food. Yeah. Everyone in here is Oh, there's Indian. an Indian place that I go to as well that is in like an Indian supermarket. It's an Indian supermarket that has all these bizarre smells. You go in, there's weird curry smells and shit. And mm-hmm. then in the back, they have like a cafeteria. And everything was in Indian. Like, I didn't know what the fuck they had. So the lady was very patient with me and talked me through all this stuff. Everything's vegetarian, and everything is all in Indian. And wow. it was fucking fantastic. Good, right? Spicy? And, every- and everybody came in in, like, full Indian garb. Like, you would think you were in India. You know, it was really weird. They were yeah. all dressed like they lived in India. and Just me. Like, looking did they at me break like, out into one of those, like, big no. musical numbers? No, then- but they had the music playing. They did? They did have Indian, like, legit Indian music playing. That's awesome. 
you can find these little spots you yeah. know, where you can get like real authentic food from people that you know came from there and say, look, this is what we miss. So we're going to set up shop here and just make it a little India. Yeah, you know? yep. I like that. That's why I like living in a city. Yeah, oh, there's some good spots in L.A. too. There's a great little. You ever been to Little uh, Vietnam? There's a little uh, little Vietnamese area that has some fucking awesome little Vietnamese restaurants. No. It's, I always find it fascinating how people pull pool up in groups. You know, yep. they get together and, and then they all sort of buy property or rent property in this one but area. Is it, but is it zoned? I, I never like to me, like Chinatown in New York always felt like zoned. I don't think it is. Because like, happened you know, organically. Back in the day, we like, they put all the Chinese people over here. Like, you know, because well, how little Italy. You did yeah, that, same did that thing. I'm saying that I, I, I always assume so. I mean, I, I guess I could read about it. And the Upper East Side is like Waspville. Yeah, no, yeah. They're like, put some Jews uptown. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that. You know, it's always a it's always a weird thing to me to like put uh, that cities have that. It, it always it still feels weird. It feels antiquated, but at the same time, like Chinatown in New York, it's fantastic. Yeah, like you go down there, like great Legit. restaurants. There's like little alleyways you can tr- track it down. You can get different kinds. The only like sort of food resources you could get in China, like you know, like you said, soup markets that have. You've never seen anything in yeah. the store before because you're not from China. A bucket of dried fish. Yeah, you're like, just, what the yeah. fuck is B- this for? Barrels. They yeah. have big barrels of things. And you're like, what is, what is that guy scooping out of that barrel? And why is it moving? You know You know what I like? I like those restaurants where they reluctantly write the name below the Chinese name. They reluctantly write something in English. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, Half Moon Villa. You know, and then <laughs> above it is these big ass Chinese letters. We're not gonna, we're not yeah. gonna, we're not going for spelling. Yeah. Or, uh, oh, yeah. we have to write here. You know, there's places where you have to, um, like in in Quebec. In Quebec, you have to write in French. Like you have, you have, they have laws where you have to write things in French. Gotcha. You can't just do. You can't go yeah, English you, only. I don't think you can. I don't think it's allowed. I think Quebec is. They're very. They're they're clinging strong to their French heritage, which I completely understand because they they I mean they have a long history of French speaking people living in Quebec. Yeah. You know, it's a really unusual part of Canada. And a lot of people don't understand. You think of Canadians like, uh, you take off, eh? Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What is this about? Yeah. You know, that's not Montreal. Montreal is very much like a European city. It's really interesting in that regard. Yeah. Canada, Canada's like, I like Canada. I've never had a bad experience in Canada doing shows. or I feel like the people up there are, uh, I, I, you know, it feels like it's like, um, you know, I don't want to, and this isn't diminishing Canada, but there's like a component of, it's like America, but like people just seem like friendlier. Like I think about that with Chicago. Like I just did gigs in Chicago and it's like, Chicago's like New York. It's like this big, dirty, smelly city, but everyone there's just nice because they're from the Midwest. Yeah, like yeah. they're just nicer people. Yeah, I you agree. Know? It's, I agree. It's, it's interesting. Like they're they're friendly and they and yeah. they and they like say hi to you. And it's, we went over this on a recent podcast that Canada has so few people. There's actually um, 36 million people in Canada, 39 million people in California. Jesus Christ. So the entire country of Canada has less people than just this state. Well, Australia has. Uh, but like 25 million people. Mm-hmm. And it's as big as the continental United, United States. States. Yeah. yeah. But it's, a lot of it's uninhabitable, though. Yeah. Well, well, it's, no, it's dangerous as fuck. fuck my friend, go to fuck, Adam dude. Greentree's, uh, my friend Adam Greentree on uh, Instagram, adam.greentreebowhunting, I think it is. A fucking snake. Australia's so dangerous. He lives in Australia. Everything he's, there he's always trying you. to get me to go there. A fucking snake literally ate a snake its own size. And, and he had it. And couldn't swallow it and died because of this. So look, this is a snake crawling out of a snake its own size. You see that Holy snake's mouth? Holy shit. Yeah. So a fucking snake ate a snake its own size. And he filmed the one snake that tried to eat it dying. And then the other one 
wiggles out of its fucking body. Whoa. Like, what in the hell, man? I mean, that is the craziest shit I've ever seen in my life. You want to talk about a hard scrabble world. When he first put it up, I thought, oh, is that a skin? Is it that's like what shedding I, that's its skin? What I thought it was nope. Doing. That's a full ass fucking snake that ate another snake that is essentially the same size as it. That's insane. <laughs> is someone pulling it out or how? What's, I, no, I don't is this know. One dead? I think it's I think it's just coming out. Yeah, it died trying to eat it. This one died. Is the that other one dead alive. though? No, the other one's pulling. I I don't I can't tell if someone's pulling yeah, it out. I don't think it is. It might be. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. No, I, have you never been to Australia? Oh, there it is. There's another. Here's another picture of it. See, there it is, right there. <laughs> oh, that's bananas. <laughs> the stuff of nightmares. I, I killed a snake in the yard gate this morning, and as it died, a snake came out of its mouth. Let me repeat: a snake came out its mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> have, you, have you never been to Australia? Oh yeah, I've been a few times. Yeah, I love yeah, it. I, I love, love it there. Australia's awesome. But it really is. All the deadliest stuff in the world is there. I oh, mean, yeah. e like even uh, they even like there's shells on the beach. They're like, hey, don't pick up those shells, eh? Yeah. You know, like there's always something it'll that kill will kill you, yeah, mate. A little thing will come out there and yeah. kill you. If that sand gets underneath your it, skin, it'll kill you, you mate. Did, mate? Yeah, if that's all it is. All right, there. Yeah. You did. You know, like yeah. oh, you did. Like it's crazy. Well, they have just schools of these jellyfish that'll just murder you instantly. Yeah. Just touching you, you're dead. You're I know. fucked. <laughs> you're like dead you're from dead a jellyfish. From a jellyfish. It's crazy. Yeah. Or they'll like in the you know in the springtime, people open up their barbecues or whatever. To, uh, there's always like black widow spiders oh. and shit in them, and like you know spiders that can kill you. Here's another one. There's a video. Look up uh, a spider killing a brown snake. Oh, there's I saw, an evil, I saw this. This is there's crazy. There's an evil snake. The brown snake in Australia, again, bites you, you're dead. You're dead as fuck. I, I dead saw this video. Out. It's insane. And then the spider kills the fucking snake. Like an evil spider like killed an evil snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, crazy. what is going on in that part of the world? And what's really fascinating about that part of the world is they didn't really have animals there other than like kangaroos and some fucking wallabies and shit. There's a lot of the animals that they have there were imported. Well, they, they are also one of those countries that did that thing where they were being overrun by a certain plant, and then they put, like, rabbits out there to eat the plant, and then the rabbits went, went rampant, and then they well, put, then like, they wolves foxes. to get the, yeah, foxes, yeah, foxes to get yeah. the rabbits. And the foxes like, fucked them up, and then yeah. they bring cats, and then they, feral yeah. cats. <laughs> like, yeah. they, they, they tried to fix shit, you know? And they made a disaster out of the <laughs> like place. Like, did you hear about the, uh, the thing on the Galapagos Islands with the goats? Oh, yeah, the, yeah, The yeah, Judas yeah. goats and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same kind of thing. Like, exactly. You try to, like... Manipulate the environment. The environment's like there it is. Yeah. So this evil yeah, fucking this spider crazy. is closing in on this evil snake, and th that's uh, how crazy are spider webs? That it's this, caught. It's, it's, you it's, can't even see the web, and it's so strong that it's containing this snake. I mean, and he's got him by the head too. Like he knows how to contain it. Oh yeah, he's moving in on him. He's like closer, closer. Oh, I'm going to eat you. Closer, closer. I can't show this video on YouTube. By oh the way. okay. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all our it. nature videos. When every time we try to show a nature video, we get yanked off YouTube. But for why, people who want to watch that? it, because people have rights, they own it. You know, they own the video and they want all the hits. And I get it. So, what is the name of the video? So people uh, can. This one actually got ta one version I tried to find got taken down off YouTube. It said for breaking YouTube guidelines for uh, graphic content. What? <laughs> so, Red, what does it say? Redback <clears throat> spider yeah, attacks. I say just, that again. Yeah, redback spider attacks and kills brown snake. I just typed in brown or spider kills brown snake. <sighs> I, uh, I I had that happen to me with my, like uh, you know, nightly show gets canceled. I like quickly cut my reel of my best of stuff. I put it on YouTube. I'm like, yeah, whatever. People maybe it'll live there. People will see it. 
an hour later, Viacom has yeah. blocked. I was like, you guys are such assholes. Yeah. You just canceled the show. I can't even have it on YouTube. Well, I had to put it on Vimeo and then through my... Uh, and then through my, uh, you know, website, like it's it's funny how quick they are though. Well, man. couldn't you contact Viacom since you were an employee and get permission? I, get, I don't know. I mean, you got to go through proper channels. Yeah, so like that just to... seemed like a lot of a lot of work. I get it though because this is the wild wild west. I mean, we have a lot of websites that are taking our clips from this podcast and they put it up and then they put advertisers on it and then they make money. And then off, they're making off money our, off it. Of yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 really weird right now because they're trying to figure out what's legal and what's not legal to do. Like there's entire channels that are just dedicated to this podcast. And then they take clips from this podcast and they make money off of it. It's real sketchy. Yeah. And then there's websites that now are popping up that have taken clips off the podcast. And they put them on their website and then they have pop-up ads and Google ads all over their website. So the only content that they have is content that I've created, but yet they're making money off of it. So yeah, but to I, me I get it was like, people. But to me it's like, well, you canceled the show. So obviously you're not making money on it. But they are. They're going to sell it somewhere. They'll definitely sell it somewhere. What, the nightly show? Yeah. Well, there's nothing to sell. Like, they have, making whatever it episodes they have, they'll yeah. sell those episodes. hundred percent. So? Yeah. And plus, if anybody wants to use them in something, if you want to use one of those clips, they'll have it. It's intellectual property. I get yeah. it. I mean, how much did they spend? Look, here's the other thing. If you do a show for a year and a half and it gets canceled, they lost a fuckload of money. They sure did. 100%. Yeah. So they're like, look, we're going to figure out a way to stop this bleeding and then to just try to patch up something. There's no way around this it. announcement just happened. It's going on actually right now. Uh, YouTube's going to be putting TV shows on YouTube. Like there's going to make some sort of deal where you're going to be paying less than you pay for, I don't know, DirecTV or Hulu. You're going to be able to get TV shows just like you're getting now on other services directly on YouTube. Is that RedTube though? Is that the no, no, Google no. It's going to be a cheaper Red version than YouTube Red because YouTube Red's about nine 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 a month, like the same price as Netflix. And okay, so, so you're saying like current television shows I don't have that are a lot out of data now? Because this is literally happening right now. Like it says something. That's inevitable. About, uh, That's inevitable. That makes sense. Yeah, like Jimmy Kimmel and Colbert will be able to be on it and stuff like that. Some, something like that. Wow, that's... Death yeah. no. This is the fucking yeah. death bell. Might be happening right now. This Shit. is the death bell to the networks right there. Clang! Yep. This, this is going to be historic. This kind of shit, because there's going to be no reason to have television now. If once this happens, there will literally be no reason to have television. If this becomes universal, agreed. Yeah, except well, for sporting events. Yeah, like you want to watch live the basketball sports. game starts yeah. at seven. You got to watch it there. Like TV might become the live sports network. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, that's really all you need. And for, news, right? maybe yeah. news. I mean, it's 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 very similar to the model of what you're doing. You know, with a podcast, it's like you drop the podcast and then people listen to it when they want to listen to it. Look at this. YouTube reveals viewers watch a billion hours of video a day. As Firm prepares to unveil its unplugged TV service. Wow. Well, once they make a deal with networks like that, man, fucking A. But that's really interesting for all those people like the Pootie Pies and the Philip DeFranco's and all these people that have shows on YouTube. It's going to blow them up even bigger because they're essentially now on a network. Because the network is just as, you're just as well connected as Jimmy Kimmel is now. Right, so in other words, you're watching Colbert on YouTube, yeah. and then the next thing that comes up is... is the Rory is, Albanese show. Yeah. You're fucking sitting there I got, I got, smoking I, weed in your underwear, I your got, girl's <laughs> underwear. My ladies, hey, my, ladies, my ladies' boxes. Yeah, your wife's yelling at you in the background, get off the TV. I'm, I'm working. I'm on TV. This is my, this is my show. Underwear. This is my show. Shut up. This is my life. This is how I live. I'm taking it back. <laughs> Yeah, they gotta fix that weed problem in New York. How's New York still not have legal weed? I don't know. It's crazy. What is going on? I know. There? And and but, but man, that's one thing I gotta say about Denver because it's not. You mm. don't even need. You don't need it here anymore. 
You don't need a. You could just. It's recreational here now. Fully legal. Really? You could just walk in. Yeah, and just, I didn't know that, dude. We have a photo. I have a photo that I have to put up on the wall of the moment that we found out. Bert Kreischer, we were doing a podcast during the... Uh, I had no idea. We did an End of the World podcast. It was me, Bill Burr, Doug Stanhope, Bert Kreischer, a bunch of people, and we were on stage in the comedy store the moment that weed passed, recreational weed passed in California, and Bert Kreischer takes his shirt off, and he's swinging his shirt <laughs> in front of the crowd, and the whole crowd's got their arms up in the air, and they're going crazy. I had no idea. I'm going to crush that. That actually wasn't the exact moment. That was a, an exciting moment of the show. When that actual moment happened, I was sitting next to Bert, and he didn't have his shirt off yet. I have a photo of that moment when everyone is Yeah, someone up. told me that, but I yeah, was going to ignore that. It. It's okay. I mean, it's a really, it looks, it was pretty close. It happened right afterwards, but. Damn it. Jesus. Fucking crusher of dreams. Fucking Sorry. Spock over there. You know, yeah. Crusher of dreams. <laughs> that, it, that is the fact, but that makes it even I, funnier. I really didn't know that. I thought you still needed your, your no. card. No, you that. can, oh, that's you good can to totally know. get it. You, I don't think, you can't smoke in public. You can't just but, be smoking. But is it like Denver? You walk in, they can buy edibles. Yes. Because that experience I had in Denver was unreal. Insane. They, they, they're called bud tenders. You know? Isn't that hilarious? <laughs> it's so well, Jamie, funny. tell about that place that you went to oh, yesterday. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like the Genius Bar. Yeah, there's it's a, a place like it's actually it's on Santa Monica near like Crescent Heights. There's most of the stores here, and even like in Denver, you can't see anything. You can't see inside from the street. This is like big glass windows. You can look right inside, and it's like an Apple store. <laughs> uh, tables with iPads on them with all the different strains on it, a little jar to like look inside. You can smell it. Then you walk up to the thing and they like, bring it out from the back, like your eighths or your quarters. Do you remember the name spot. of this joint? It's called Med Men, I believe is what it was Med called. Med Med? Med Men. Like, like Mad Men. Men. Like oh, Med, Med Men. Men. That's funny. Men, like that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's a cool store. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the way they have it set up in Denver is like you get in a little line and then they're like, next please. Like, you know, yeah. like, and, and then you go up to the lady, she's like, hi, what, like, what are you looking to do? You know, you're like, well, I don't know, I guess get high, you know, and then she just helps you through your journey. I got my first medical marijuana card, I think it was in like 2000 or something like that. I forget what year it was, but I used to go to a place called the Inglewood Wellness Center. It was the only place where you could get legal weed that I knew about because of my connections. I would go down to Inglewood, the hood, D A H O O D, the yeah. hood. And I was going there for a while until one of the guys that was working there got shot. Aye. They got robbed and he got shot in the stomach while um, while I was a patron there. I wasn't there the day that it happened, but it was the place that I was going. I was like, okay, looks like I'm getting my weed in a different spot now. Yeah, that's so a good like, call. Fuck, man, because they, you know, they were getting they weren't allowed to buy things with credit cards. So you would go there and you would have to use cash. And I guess, you know, they had a bunch of cash on hand and people were getting Aye. shot. I don't yeah. know actually if they were allowed to use credit cards back then, but now you can. I mean, now it's essentially like full out. But in Denver, um, they're having real issues still because they won't let them deposit money the same way. Like uh, you, you, you have to get cash for a lot of the places we're only allowing them to get cash. And then you have to bring this cash to like safe deposit boxes and stuff. And it was like, it was like real sketchy, huh. right? They were hiring mercs. They were hiring mercenaries to, to carry, their cash. carry the cash around. So they have these, you know, former uh, Navy, Navy SEALs, SEALs and shit, and shit yeah. carrying fucking M16s, walking around with bags of cash, and worried about being robbed. And people did get robbed. That's crazy. Yeah, sketchy well, stuff. My, I mean, my experience there was like, because I, I, edibles were something I never really liked. I did them once when I was like in college, like the end of college. And I was in Amsterdam. And I ate like a space cake, you know, and I, it was great. I had a great time. And then the next day we were leaving. I was with my friends and we were getting on a train at Brussels and I, and I ate two space cakes because I was like yesterday's space cake didn't really matter. 
Dude, I was on a train for like four hours in a tunnel. Like, uh, I was like, get me off this fucking train, dude. Yeah. And I like, I vividly remembered. I was like, I will never do this again. Yeah. And then when, but now they're like, it's like portioned out, you know. Like when you go to Denver, she's like, one gummy bear, try it. Like it's ten milligrams of marijuana, try half. I think know? they have a rule now. They sell them to you in these. And when I was in Denver, um, I bought these tubes, and the tube yeah. had ten gummy bears. Ten in gummies it, in them, yeah. And each one was ten milligrams. Yep. And so if you eat the whole one, you go to space. Yeah. You, know, you eat the whole tube, you go to space. Or you can do it like one gummy at a time. Yeah. They were actually weren't gum. They were gum drops. They weren't bears. Yeah, but yeah. that's what. I, yeah, that's exactly what. I, that night I was out with you and Chappelle, I had yeah. a pocket full of those things. Yeah, I gave you one of those. So one of those tubes that we, I had a bunch of them sitting back there. I'm like, I'm not going to take these oh, with yeah, me. Yeah and, yeah, I, yeah, and I also had uh, the little caramels, too. Ugh. Those things are good. You just got to get them from a reliable source. Yeah. You get them from a re reliable source and they're consistent, then you're okay. But... You take some big chances when you take an edible from somebody. No kidding. I never do it. I won't do it. People are like, oh, I made brownies. I'm like, good Fuck luck, dude. You. Good luck. <laughs> Especially someone who makes them themselves. Oh, my Fuck God. It's so shady. Fuck you. It's, I, anytime anyone makes something themselves for some reason, I'm always like, mm, yeah, like what's, your kitchen, what's your kitchen look like? Yeah. You know? I went I, to a Chinese restaurant kitchen the other day. It was a really good restaurant. I'm like, where's your bathroom? They go in the back, and I walked through this like hallway and past the kitchen. I was like, whoop, not eating here again. Ever. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, that happens a lot of comedy clubs. Right, you go to the through the kitchen, yeah, to get to the green room, and yeah. then they're like, "What do you want for food?" You're like, "Anything deep fried." Yeah, <laughs> I saw anything that's been murdered. So what's just going on in there, dude? All the fucking bugs that possibly could be on oh, it just yeah. torched away by boiling oil. Yes, <sighs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, you're just eating shit. Do you, do, when you go on the road, do you bring food? Like, do you bring your healthy shit with you? Do well, you if the if the hotel room has a, one of them little mini refrigerators, it, I'll go to a Whole Foods mm -hmm. and I'll get like kombucha and healthy food and snacks and stuff like that. But I'm pretty strict with my diet. I don't, I don't just don't eat too much shit. I'll allow. I, I do what I call an eighty twenty diet. I give I give myself eighty percent healthy food and twenty percent of the time I'll fuck off. So I'll fuck off like one day a week. So but allow, anything you want. I'll eat cheeseburgers, I'll eat fries, I'll eat a milkshake, but it's only like one day a week, yeah. you know, and I just, it's just not worth it. I've done it too many times where I've eaten bad on the road, and then by the time Sunday rolls around, you're like, oh. Uh, the road's tough, though. It's hard, because yeah. you have to, like... Do you bring vitamins? Yeah. You do? Now oh, I do. Good. Yeah, yeah, now I do. I bring vitamins, I bring probiotics. My company, Onnit, has this thing called Total Gut Health, so I bring these packets of probiotics. I think that's super important. And it's all live stuff that exists off the substrate that's in the capsule, so that you can actually get real live probiotics. And then I eat probiotics, too. All that stuff is really important if you want to maintain your immune system. Yeah. Yeah, so that stuff, and then just... That, that's what I've been struggling with. Salads. Like, just, I get, like, I get, like, right now, like, I'm not sick, but, like, I always have, like, I'm always fighting off, like, yeah. a, a, a sore throat or, you know, because I'm on planes Do all you work the out time. on the road? Uh, not really. That's the thing, too, man. Yeah. You just got to force yourself. Something about being on the road, it's like I'm just laying in bed eating sandwiches. Like, well, that's also, what I do. Don't like, you feel, like, a little drained from the flight itself? You're yeah. like, oh, you just, just feel ragged. You feel gross. Yeah, and yeah. then, uh, yeah, and it's like, by the way, that's the other thing, too, like, uh, with America right now, like I, I never have posted a picture of food in my entire life. I posted a photo of a Jimmy John's sandwich when I was in uh, Chicago, just because we don't have Jimmy John's in New York. So I was like, "Oh, great, Jimmy John's! I love you." People were like, "You can't eat Jimmy John's. He's a da da da. He's a this. The guy Jimmy John's. He's a hunter. He's a da da." I'm like, "Jimmy John's a bad guy." Apparently, apparently what did Jimmy he, John do? I guess I don't know. I'll Let's be, find out. He's he goes a, and hunts like big game. Big, he's a big game oh, hunter. Oh, like elephants and shit, that yeah. kind of stuff. Let's pull it up. Let's yeah. find out what he's doing. And he, uh, and he, uh, and then people were going. And then somebody goes, and he's a Republican. I go, look, mm -hmm. I said uh, the big game hunting thing. I'll give you, but 
if, if I can't eat food made by a Republican, yeah. like, good luck finding a good steak. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah. Well, you what do you eat. think those ranchers are? But I love that people think that that's evil, being a Republican. Yeah. It's like, what? It's crazy. Ron Paul wasn't evil. There's a lot of people that are Republicans that would fit into a lot of people's ideas of what would be a reasonable politician. It's just we think of Republican, we think of the rightest of the right wing, the hardest of the yeah. hard sell. I mean, to me, the biggest issue is is the environment. You know, and, that's huge. Well, he just environment fucking... and human and and, uh, and and people having rights. Yes. Like that's my biggest fear about right now is like gay people. Like I'm worried that they're not going to be able to get married. You know, like I, th- those you are worried pe- gay people aren't going to be able to get married. Pull up to that microphone a little bit closer there. I'm probably. worried that th- like it, that could go away. You know, like really? The, yeah. Do you think that could happen? Well, I, I mean, I, I think gay people would be psyched. You're like, good, I have to pay that bitch. I'm tired of paying him. I just feel like rights to me are the one thing that you can't fuck with. You know. Yeah. And, uh, That's and, one right. I, 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 just hope, I wish they'd make straight marriage illegal. Jimmy yeah. John's gourmet sandwiches. Whoa, he kills leopards. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, the ram on the upper left-hand corner, got no problem with that because you eat rams, and they're delicious. They're sheep, and then also you spend a lot of money to hunt one of those things, and that money directly goes to conservation. The bear, that's a grizzly bear. It's a brown bear. You don't eat those, but you do have to kill some of those. There is an issue in North America where they have too many grizzly bears in certain areas, like in Alaska. You actually have to kill, you have to kill a certain amount of them in order to keep the moose population stable because the bears eat all the moose calves. But are you assuming that that's the place? That's a brown bear. Uh-huh. No, that's definitely a brown bear, and that looks like Alaska. I'm right. assuming that's what that is. Well, most places that you kill brown bears, if it is legal, if he's killing that bear legally, which I assume it is because he's taking a photo of it. You have to have, I mean, there's, there's, you spend so much money to kill those things, and that money directly goes to conservation. It's a real catch-22, because the only reason why those things are alive and exist in high populations and aren't decimated, and then their wildlife habitat is protected, especially protecting habitat and wetlands for um, birds, for migrating birds, all that stuff comes from conservation money, which all comes from hunting. Hunting is absolutely the number one biggest source of conservation for wildlife in the United States of America, by far. No debate about it. But then you see him in the upper right-hand corner, he's got a leopard. Okay, that's real tough to defend because uh, he's not eating that fucking leopard. And you're shooting that leopard, you're just shooting it for a trophy. Yeah, I mean, it's just so fucked up to me that anybody would elephants. do that. Yeah. Okay, but the deer in the lo- in the middle lo- bottom, zero problem with yeah, that. That's, that's food. Not only that, two million car accidents in the United States every year. Excuse me, one point five million car accidents in the United States uh, every year from people hitting deer, and two hundred people die because of uh, accidents involving people hitting deer with cars. And unless you want to bring in wolves and mountain lions and overpopulate the suburbs with them. You're going to have a problem with deer populations unless you have hunters. That's yeah. just a fact. And in places like the Hamptons, they're actually uh, hiring snipers to go out and shoot them. He killed a fucking rhino. That's so fucked up. He killed an elephant. Look at him with his double thumbs up with an elephant. Oof. Yeah, so I, I found out about that. Now I can't have sandwiches anymore, you know? Yeah. Oh, he killed a fucking giraffe? Yeah, Jesus he just kills everything. He killed a rhino? Is that a lion? Yep. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's all real sketchy stuff, man. Yep. It's real sketchy stuff because in Africa, what's, there's a great um, documentary that Louis Theroux did uh, about uh, African hunting farms, these uh, wildlife sanctuaries that they have in Africa where they just hunt on them, they, mm-hmm. these big high fence operations. Africa was on the verge, these animals were on the verge of extinction just a few decades ago, and now they're thriving in unheard of populations. But it's only because people are paying to go over there and hunt them, so they protect these animals. And then what's even more fucked up, they use the term poacher all the time. You know, these people are poaching. 
most of the time you think of poaching, you think, well, poachers are bad because poachers are the people that are killing elephants for their ivory. They're killing rhinos for their horns. But a lot of what poaching is is poor people that are just trying to eat. Right. And you know what they do to those poachers? They fucking murder them, man. They shoot them on site. So if someone's killing like a a black buck or something like that, one of the, the game animals that they have that they eat, they're shooting at these people. They're shooting at them, killing them left and right. And That's crazy. They're leaving their bodies for the hyenas to eat. Did you see the tiger thing that happened the other day? With yes. the, uh, with the I, I didn't even understand that when I was reading about it, that they were like, oh, that's a tiger farm. I'm like, what the hell is a tiger yeah. farm? Like yeah. that, that, that bummed me out, man. Well, the people in, do you know this? This is a fact. We'll, we'll close on this because this is from my last Netflix special, but it's true. There's more tigers in captivity in Texas than there are in all of the wild of the world. What? Yeah. More tigers in people's backyards, in private collections, in Texas, than the rest of the planet But just people who own pet tigers. Yep. Texas has no rules. Texas is a really fucked up place. For people that think that, you know, the government shouldn't own land, like there's a lot of people that think that the state, federal government shouldn't own land, they should give it to the state. The problem with that is the state will then sell it off. And a good example of that is Texas, of what could happen is Texas has very little public land. Texas is almost all private land. So like all the, a lot of the hunting in Texas is all on private ranches. And on these private ranches, you can kind of do whatever the fuck you want. And they bring in all these animals from all over the world. Like there's, um, there's a, a, an animal called a, a scimitar oryx. And oryx in Africa, I think they're an Asian animal. I forget where they're from. But wherever they're from, maybe India? Hmm. Wherever they're from, they're very endangered. Not in Texas. In Texas, there's fucking thousands of them. Crazy. They're all over the place in these ranches. So you can go and hunt what in its native country you wouldn't hunt because there's small populations of them. But in Texas, they encourage hunting of them because they have overpopulation. That animal right there, scimitar horned oryx. Wow. So you can go to these places in Texas and you can fucking shoot those yeah, guys. Um, and they're delicious. That's where, what's his name, died. Uh, uh, Justice of Supreme Court, what's the name? Oh, yeah, he died. They think they, they yeah. whacked him. Well, People think they whacked him. Well, he, he had died with a pillow on his face. You Did know? he? Yeah, but, but there was like there, there was there was a little bit of like... Is that what happened? Yeah, you know in the naked gun when he throws the pillow at him? Yeah. <laughs> he can't get out of it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, wasn't he really old? He was like 70. He wasn't that old. And he died but with I don't a pillow think, on his face? Well, that he was, was snoring and his wife just, you fucking cunt. I think he was alone. Enough. Yeah, he probably just had a heart attack. He was Maybe. kind of fat. What was his name? Justice Scalia? Scalia, yeah. Scalia? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was kind of a dick, though. Was he? Yeah, yeah. well, he was a super right-wing guy, right? Yeah, well, but the, not, not just right-wing. Yeah, like, look. Yeah, there it is. I There's the pillow. There's the murderer. Scalia dead with a pillow over his head, ranch over. Well, mm-hmm. he might have put that pillow over his head because people were talking in the other room when he wanted to be quiet. And then he, yeah. I've put pillows over my head before people were talking. We discovered a judge in bed, a pillow over his head. 79. His bedclothes were unwrinkled. Eh, so then he probably just died. Yep. 30,000-acre luxury ranch, El Presidente Suite. Yep. He's 79, yeah. Mm-hmm. 30,000 acres. Fuck, that's huge. Yeah, so these people would go to these ranches, and they still do. They go to these ranches, and you can hunt wild African animals there. That's nuts, man. I had no idea. Yeah, well, they're, they're I've delicious never, I've never, I've never hunted anything. No? Um, yeah. Would I, you be interested in doing it? I would be interested if I ate it. That's you know the only thing I'm like, interested I, in, I, I have no interest in killing something yeah. to, 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 to do it. But I eat meat, so I always feel right. like, well, you kind of... When I was in Australia, I spent like five days on a uh, sheep station, which like a big sheep farm. It was amazing, and uh, I was like herding sheep on a motorcycle. It was, Whoa. Yeah, it was amazing. And, That's uh, cool. 
So while I was there, he slaughtered two sheep, and I was like there when he slaughtered them, and he like slaughtered them by hand. I like brought them to the thing. It was like really intense experience. Whoa. But uh, that's what he does. Like that's how this how guy. How do they slaughter them? They shoot them in the head, or they cut no, their he neck? No, just cut their neck, and then he like Ooh. hangs them upside down. It was like a really intense thing to see. Why don't they just shoot them? Because if they shoot them, they die instantly. Like, I don't know. Why, why would they cut their that? I don't know. Cut their neck thing seems so cruel. It, yeah, it was weird. It was me and these like four like. Australian dudes like all right. Yeah, and when I was just standing there drinking a beer like yeah, totally just cut a cut a sheep's neck man That's how we do it on Long Island <laughs> you know, I was like yeah, East Hampton. It, yeah, where I grew up uh, yeah. We didn't cut any necks, you know, but uh, I thought about doing a show where I take people hunting that I've never hunted like maybe comics But I just don't think it's the right way to approach hunting. I just think it's too confusing. It's too dark and it's also uh, it would take it would make hunting a spectacle to me versus uh, what it is now. Yeah, I mean, I would go, like, if I went with you and I went with people who knew what they were doing, and I, but, I, you know, I, yeah, I, I mean, I would do it, I guess. I don't know. My problem is my also my hunting time is super precious. I don't get that much of it. I don't want to be teaching anybody. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to figure it out myself. Of course not. Yeah. yeah and you go like out with guys who are, who are experts. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rory, I got to wrap this up. All right. Um, Thanks for having me, man. Please. My, my pleasure. Um, tell people how to get a hold of you, where they could see you. <clears throat> what's your website? What's your Twitter? My website's just my name, Rory Albanese. Dot com. Spell it out so they're R O R Y A L B A N E S E dot com. Um, I'm doing a bunch of shows coming up. I'm in uh, Webster, New York. I'm in uh, San Antonio, Texas on the 16th. Webster, New York this weekend. I'm down at Zanies in Tennessee doing a secret show in Philadelphia on Ooh, 315, secret. but I'm not supposed to talk secret. about that. Uh, then I got a, a bunch of dates in May. And, you know, just check out my website. And, uh, my name, Instagram, Rory Albanese, Twitter, all those things. Check him out, folks. He's a funny motherfucker. Thank Let's you. do this more often. Thanks, yeah, brother. Thanks, Appreciate buddy. it, man. Appreciate My it. My pleasure. Bye.